is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire All right, welcome to the show, everybody. We have Tanner Ward on deck for his second appearance on the podcast. Yeah. Before we get started, though, this episode is brought to you by Suckle Works West, a great dealership that's all about giving back to the community, the moto community. They're all about it. So check them out. They're located yep. in Edmonton. So great. get yourself a fresh bike. Yeah, get yourself a 22 Honda. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, before we get started, I want to bring this up. Last time you came on our show, I think you went, like, a couple days later, went and won your first overall. Uh, yeah, I sure <laughs> did. <laughs> so, uh, too bad there's not a race this weekend, I guess, that we could say. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. you know, like, we had Dylan on the pod, and then he goes and wins his first 450 title. Then now we have UF for the second time. So, what are we getting out of this next year's champ? <laughs> we got to negotiate our our, uh, our contract for next year. 10%. Uh, I'll even take a, a jersey on the – uh, uh, logo logo on the championship jersey we'll do that yeah if i win if i win the championship <laughs> yeah. after coming on the podcast we'll uh we'll make it happen maybe we should get another one in before then just to juice it up a little yeah more. yeah <laughs> make a quick trip out to calgary again let's go perfect season perfect season <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah thanks for coming on it's uh it's always cool when someone like reaches out and they're like oh yeah i'm gonna be in town if you want to do a podcast that's pretty cool that's uh it's yeah. always nicer than trying to track people down, right? Yeah. So that's cool. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, yeah cool. for sure. I mean, uh, I love doing stuff like this and uh, just shooting the shooting the shit. And yeah, I'm glad to be here. Cool. Catch up a bit. Catch it was up. Fun. Um, I had a question. Fuck, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm distracted by that island boy song. <laughs> that was pretty bad. <laughs> I definitely feel like the hardest part about getting into podcasts is like the beginning. Getting yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I usually try and crack a couple bad jokes and yeah. <laughs> it gets it going. Yeah. So, anyways, you were in uh, Chilliwack last weekend, and you didn't you win both lights classes both days? Uh yeah, yeah, I won both, but then just uh, didn't didn't do too well in the open. Uh, but the first day I was just bad starts, which just led into bad results. But uh, second. Night, I almost caught uh, Brock Hoyer, but didn't get the overall. But nonetheless, it was fun. Oh. Yeah, cool. That's uh, is that your first time going with Chilliwack there, the the Future West stuff? Yeah, yeah, that was my first time. Uh, Newf, Newf got it all set up for me and uh, got in contact with Courtney Lloyd to get me a bike, and obviously GDR helped me out to get out here. So uh, yeah, first time did some uh, school Saturday morning, which was awesome. And yeah. it uh, yeah, I, I see why all the BC boys and all you guys, your West Coast guys, are good at uh, arena cross and growing up with that. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, no doubt that place is. I mean, I like that better than like a Triple Crown arena cross personally. Well, I've only done, I'd, I've only gone to the Chilliwack once, and I've done, I think one AX two around, and I just, I thought the Chilliwack one was way funner. Just the way they use, they has, it's more a little more fast and a little more open. It's not everything's not super peaky all over the place, so it's pretty friendly. Like. I mean, when you guys go and I haven't done the Supercross in Canada, but I mean, like just going out week after outdoors and just hopping into some like serious Supercross seems like kind of a death trap to me. What do you What do you think about that? Yeah, it's the last two years obviously been pretty gnarly, just going right into it. I feel like normally we have a a bigger break, and uh, with those outdoor Supercrosses, the last two years I go for it's been even. I feel like the tracks have been even gnarlier yeah. since they've had more room and whatnot to be outside. It's um, definitely wish we had a little bit more time. It, uh, you're pretty much, I think 
the last round of outdoors you're get, trying to get your supercross suspension just get right into it and, and uh you're racing before you're ready for sure so the little safety aspect especially here in canada i think it'd be i mean wait a couple more weeks get us all yeah. ready to go and just for the safety side you see how many people dropped out really quick each year I yeah think, uh obviously we're not in their shoes you know they could you, they're trying to get stuff done for for the americans to get home i know that a lot of them these last yeah. two years have stayed so uh it's always different when you're put in their, their shoes but uh as a rider aspect i would like a couple more weeks yeah. do you yeah. think uh it would be better to throw it earlier in the season like after guys have kind of been riding arena cross all winter long they're kind of more used to the indoor stuff or is that still just too early in the season you haven't even barely been on a bike much yeah i think i think at the end of the especially after outdoors i, I think in canada at least for right now i i believe that outdoors is is still obviously where it's at it's where our, uh where all the hype is still and and that's what all i mean most of us focus on is racing outdoors and then and then focus on the supercross or arena cross aspect of it um yeah not everyone not everyone in canada is fortunate enough to be able to go down south in the winter too and get ready and to ride that stuff so to in my eyes it'd be more dangerous that they started in in yeah. april when people rode only yeah. a couple times and, yeah and uh who knows supercross tracks we have in ontario we really only have one to go ride to practice so who knows if they'd even be open and ready to ride yeah. at that time of year it's yeah. uh yeah i think I, I think the timing of the year is good just uh maybe yeah. a little separation yeah just i mean it's not supercross doesn't come natural natural to us canadians <laughs> yeah, yet, no right? it's uh it's uh, it's obviously so new which yeah. i like what they're doing it's it's, it's uh hopefully growing the sport in canada yeah. and and I love racing, and I like that we're racing more than just eight times a year. Yeah, yeah, well, that it is cool. That it is more more for the fans to watch and everything. If we can put it together a little nicer for you guys. Yeah, I feel like we're just kind of in this like weird middle ground where like we haven't done it, and now we're like trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah, and Canadians are kind of like, yeah, we all focus on outdoors, right? But yeah, if, if we had more like supercross tracks or even like arena cross, like Keelan has one in his house, which is yeah. better than nothing to practice on. Yeah, has but, it gotten better? since the first year you did it uh yeah see i'm like i grew up racing a lot of arena cross um in the states and then obviously i did like monster cup when i was young so i've always really liked supercross yeah. and i've always wanted to be like a legit supercross where these last two years have been and uh so i like that a lot better yeah. so where when we were indoors it was almost just a glorified arena cross track um so yeah i've i thought the track's gotten better I, i've the racing's gotten better but uh I mean, not maybe not everyone's in the same boat as me, but yeah. in my in my eyes, I think it's gotten better. They're obviously learning what uh, you know what works for the teams. It's it's new to everyone. We're only what we've done. I guess we've done four years. There were three years. Three, three years, three, I think. Yeah, yeah. eighteen no, was the four first. Years. Eighteen, twenty, twenty. Wow. time flies. Jesus Christ. Yeah, time flies. That's crazy. Four years of. I guess yeah. you're right. Supercross yeah. uh, Montreal, and they did Montreal yeah, Hamilton. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was when Fasciotti got punted off the track by Thompson. That was the first year, right? Yeah, that was 18. Jesus. I, I actually, going back, I actually forgot about Montreal. Uh, that was probably my favorite track of them all. It was the first year yeah. in Montreal. It was it was like, I I honestly feel like it was like the perfect track for us Canadians. It was big. It was open. It was still really, really technical. But it, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't too tight indoor stuff. Right. I liked that. I think yeah. that was my favorite for Supercross-wise. I think well, that was my favorite. Bernard put on that Montreal yeah. one, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. Mookie was there. There was, yeah, like, yeah, some yeah, legit yeah, guys yeah. there, too, yeah. right? Oh, I know. They built the... I'm going to look back. I'm going to post a live link. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, that was uh, the year they had some ridiculous whoops. Uh, yeah, Mookie was just day, the right? only one flying <laughs> through <laughs> yeah. them, right? 
but yeah, it's 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 good to see. Like I think Julian Bennett's gonna go down and race Supercross. Like it's good to see all these, especially the BC guys, because they've raced the Future West stuff yep. for so long. It's good to see them getting more involved, like taking the taking the ambition to go and yeah, I'm gonna go race Supercross. Like well, I feel like for a while there, like there was like Beaton that did it. And then for like Jess did it, but other than that, no one has really tried it. Yeah. Which I think that well, uh, it's it like even if you're let's say not the Supercross hotshot, you need to learn and develop at it. Well, start learning and developing, and it's still gate drops for the summer. You know, yep. you're still racing, you're staying in that racing mentality. So it's not really a downside to it. It may be slightly more dangerous, but going practicing, you still get hurt. Mechanics oh, yeah. happen, so. I say go race. Yeah, I think uh, just subjecting yourself to all kinds of different types of terrain and racing and yeah. different types of stuff is only going to help you as an overall racer. So you're you're signing a, up for enduro cross? Is that what you're saying? All I think that types I, of terrain. I think it helps people. I <laughs> oh, think yeah. some people that do that, like look at Plessinger. He raced GNCCs yeah. and now, like I think just doing as much variety as you can is really good as an overall racer. And I feel like that's something maybe I struggled with it yeah. as a in my career. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm really good at Calgary, but then I go to go for dunes and I suck. So you got to <laughs> try and venture out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. It's always good to, yeah, be a little uncomfortable and figure out how to ride that stuff. Bike skill in general. Yeah. I, I hundred percent agree with that. I think it's, uh, it's something that I've, I've, uh, obviously always thought about. I'm like, Oh, I want to do like an off-road race, this and that, but obviously it's, uh, it, when you're done the season, you're like, I really don't want to race. I want <laughs> yeah. to race right now, but uh, you want to go to the lake. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I I hundred percent agree with that. I think it's important to uh, to to get out of your comfort zone if that's you know I mean going to race Supercross, going off road. Just uh, just I mean, if you're always in your comfort zone, you're gonna stay in your comfort zone and yeah. uh, not really get better on a bike. So it's uh, that's why I I feel yeah. like uh, that's why I, I want to do Supercross this year. So well. is this so are we stamping it right now? You're going to Supercross this uh, year. You're obviously, there's a lot of cards to fall in the right <laughs> place and uh, and whatnot. Obviously, need to uh, get a deal done here in Canada first, and then uh, yeah. go from there. But uh, if I'm gonna do it, this will be the year to do it, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my hardest to make it happen. That's yeah. sweet. So that leads, I guess, a nice segue into our next question. What? Is, so are you uh, back with GDR next year? Or do you not know? Are you trying to work it out? What's the What's the deal? Yeah, um, the plan is yeah. Obviously, yeah. I haven't signed anything right now, but uh, the plan is yeah. Um, there's obviously it's, it's there's a lot of things to happen in order to uh, obviously have the final contract signed yeah. and whatnot. But um, I mean, Derek and I are on the same page, and and that's where I want to be. And yeah, so that's the plan right now. Seems like a good fit for you over there. Yeah, like, it seems yeah. natural. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's been uh, the, it's been it's obviously really close to home, so it really feels like home. But they re, they just want to win. It's awesome to see yeah. the passion and. And they've done so much for me to try and obviously get me to win. And we fell a little bit short this year, but yeah, they, uh, I've been, been pretty spoiled over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excited for that new bike too, or yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> we're going to go ride the new bike tomorrow or not tomorrow on the weekend. If he wants to go, we got to find, uh, find him some boots and a helmet and we're going to go ride the 22. We're going to start some preseason testing <laughs> get, get on the ball here. Yeah, yeah that, that uh, I'm excited. It looks like an uh, unreal bike. Obviously, the 450 worked really well this year with Dylan and even yeah. Ken Roxon and them in the states. So I'm excited. I think uh, I think it's gonna be a big improvement just from the stock bike to stock bike. And yeah, yeah obviously, uh, yeah, like you said, a lot of people have said it's been nothing but good things. Obviously, I haven't 
been able to get on it yet. Been, uh, yeah, it'll be. Uh, what do you, what would be like uh, something you're looking for out of that bike that the previous bike maybe didn't have for you? Is it like a stability thing or cor- better cornering? Even though those bikes turn wicked already, what was something you maybe thought was maybe that little missing link? Honestly, since I've been on the Honda. I've, nothing but good things to say about the whole entire bike obviously in general but the way it handles is like the chassis it's yeah it's like the most yeah. trust biking trustworthy bike i ever rode there's like kind of uh you feel like one with it um so yeah it's hard to like really put a finger on it and say maybe just a little bit of like bottom end would be the biggest thing oh, just yeah. to uh but I mean, once our race bikes are unreal riding race bikes sometimes i'm like this thing's way too fast so it's uh yeah, so I mean, if it's better than it already is, then it's yeah. uh, it's a uh, five star. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just if it's still like without giving too much away because we're doing a bike test video, stay tuned for that between the old bike, race bike, and a new stock bike. But just like as soon as you sit on the bike, just like the whole cockpit and everything, it just it feels so you're like the same height as me too, right? So it's it just feels super comfortable and and I definitely feel like the chassis took a step up and. Yeah. I mean, I don't even want like I would love to have a fully done up one of those things. It'd be pretty wicked. Yeah. Jesus, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for uh, see what it brings, and I guess the only time will tell to see uh, my full opinion on it. But I mean, it's a Honda; you can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Hondas <laughs> really? is like the the best looking bike, so automatically you're just like, yeah, that's a sick bike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, they, they are typically always pretty good. Have they had a couple of years here and there where they maybe missed the mark just a touch? Yeah. Every manufacturer, I think, goes through a year of that. But then they come back the, the next model, and it's like, oh, wow, yeah, this thing's wicked. So. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's obviously a bit of learning and just trying to, like, I don't understand how those engineers and, and the guys at those manufacturers make the bikes better. Right. Like, we're not, like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I've only been on a big bike for, for not too, too long here now, but. I can only imagine in 2010, everyone's like, man, these things can't be better when, like, <laughs> yeah. here we are. Oh, for sure. I'm thinking back to my 2010 race bike, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I, think it, I think it still had a, it had a carb. No, when did they do the fuel injection? Fuel injection around, came man. in 2010 on Suzuki. Jesus. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I, my 2010 race bike I raced at, uh, at the Nationals was, uh, I, had, I had a hot start on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Jesus. That awesome. It makes me feel old. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The only ever hot start I had was the CRF 150. Oh, you oh, did yeah. ride that for a while, yeah, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that bike was. I love that bike. Same. I, uh, yeah, I rode that. They raced that thing at Monster Cup. I uh, had one of my best oh, years. Oh, I totally as an forgot about that. It, uh, that thing was sick, actually. Yeah. I've always liked four strokes, so going from the, going from like a 85 to the 150 is just like I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. All these guys that are like, oh yeah, two stroke for life. Like you're a two stroke for life guy. <laughs> Except I had a 150 uh, CRF 150, and I've ridden four strokes and done better on them. I don't know. It's just... But just the way the bike handles is so much better. Like it's oh, so yeah. much more stable. Oh the, yeah. I ride yeah. a 125. The things <laughs> dancing all over the place. You can you throw uh, a whip and it's just like when you it's ride gone. a 250F, it dances around pretty good. Too. Oh yeah, it still yeah. does. But I just feel like it's 125. There's no like moving inertia and it's just weird to yeah. ride well yeah. i've been on four strokes for so yeah, long too right thing. so it's yeah. i feel like i feel like from a racing aspect it's especially at this point i mean there's so much technology into four strokes it's you can't you can't go wrong with a four stroke but yeah. if you're going out there just to ride and have fun like well and like a two stroke i feel like can be pretty fun and yeah i look at it as like you know the the 
maintenance aspect of it too. It's a little easier for me to rebuild a two-stroke engine, even though you got to do it maybe twice as often as a four-stroke. But I think it's easier for guys rebuilding yeah. those bikes and keep some working on them instead of having to send them into the shop. Mind you, we we rebuilt a 250F last year, and it wasn't actually that wasn't that, wasn't that bad. bad. Yeah, no, it really wasn't. Yeah, I've uh, since I've been over at Honda, I've definitely learned a lot about bike work too, just with Colton and. And uh, being at the shop all the time, and I learned how to do a top end on 250. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually, it's not, it's not bad once you figure out the timing and all that stuff. It's really not. You keep organized and, you know, make sure you're using the right tools and stay clean. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. So, so they have you rebuilding your own motors now, hey? Like cut, <laughs> cutting the mechanics out of the scene too? No, just on a practice bike sometimes here and there, but uh, I wouldn't trust myself on the race yeah. bike. Yeah. It's, a good, it's go a good ahead. skill to have, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's a good thing to know yeah. how to do just in case you're in like you have the, you're in California or whatever and you can't find anyone to rebuild a bike for you. You can do it yourself. Or just even understanding what what's going on with the bike as you're riding it, right? Like it, now you know all those parts that are moving inside there, where they are and what kind of load and stress you're putting on them when – you're doing certain things so you can maybe save the bike in a certain situation maybe yeah for sure and uh not even that but just being down the road is i don't obviously don't know my future but when my dad or whatever and have my own son racing i'm not just clueless and like, <laughs> oh yeah I mean, for it's sure like I, yeah I, that's it's gonna it's not just gonna help me right in the moment it's gonna teach me life lessons and help yeah. me down the road which is uh I guess the goal in life is just to be better, and yep. <laughs> that's only going to make me better. Yeah, any kind of skill, little skill you can get, like how to do shingles or anything like that is always a good skill to have because, yeah. yeah, just understanding the whole thing. And Was your dad pretty, like, hands-on, like, when you were on mini bikes or whatever? Did he have you helping and show you kind of what's going on? Yeah, so my dad was actually a motorcycle mechanic, which helped us a lot, and then uh, – so he had me hands on, but more or less like, here, hold the flashlight, and watch me do it, <laughs> yeah. and it uh, it got it got definitely super annoying at times. But there's now there I look back at him like, hey, I remember my dad did that. This is what he did, and I yeah. do it now. And uh, so it obviously taught me the right thing. But oh. at times I'm like, Dad, like, why don't like, or like sometimes you're like, Hey, I need your help, and then I'll come out there, and I'll sit there for an hour. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, I yeah. totally know so, the feeling. So what do you need help with? <laughs> <laughs> one sec, one sec. <laughs> yeah. go, go, go grab me that eight mil. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's it's funny to look back at now. In the in the moment, you're like, this is so dumb. But yeah. It, uh, it's yeah. funny to look back at now. My dad would have me print out. This is back in the day before you had like smartphones. Uh, so he'd he'd have me print off a whole like parts catalog and put it in a binder. Yeah. Uh, every year, it was a new parts catalog, new binder. <laughs> I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> I was like yeah. seven years old. I'm like, you have these parts catalogs. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, you have no idea what half this stuff is. But yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So when is the uh, Dylan's going? Is he going to race this weekend or is it? It's yeah. this the first round he's doing is this weekend. Man, I'm pretty stoked. I got to buy the damn MXGP yeah, pass. Yeah, I want to watch yeah. that. That'll be good. Now I regret not buying it earlier in the year. Yeah, you would have got more value <laughs> from yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. But or when I went to Dis Nations, I could have just bought like I bought the Dis Nations one. Yeah. And now I got to buy, but whatever. Yeah. I want to support them, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited for him. It's a pretty sick opportunity at uh, obviously GDR, and then I think he's. Getting some help from the Honda 114 team over there. So it's, nice. uh, he does five rounds in like two weeks or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Uh, I think it goes like this Sunday coming up, Monday, or sorry, Sunday, Monday, no. Sunday, <laughs> Wednesday, Sunday. Yeah. And then I think yeah. a week off, then Sunday, Wednesday or something like that. I'm not okay. 100% sure, but yeah. it, uh, 
Yeah, that's a pretty intense schedule, yeah. but at least he can you know get a few races in in a yeah, rel- relative it, short. It's actually kind of perfect for him. He yeah. goes over there. He doesn't have to stay for super long. He gets five rounds in, just yeah. hammers him out. Yeah. But uh, what do you guys think? What do you think is seal? I could see him getting a top five in a moto or something. Yeah, obviously, uh, starts are going to be super important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he got really good starts at this nations, and normally he's not known for a good yeah. starter. So, I man, I think he likes something about those great. So if he can get some good starts uh, and then just uh, just put a 30, 30 plus yeah. two together, I yeah, I can see definitely a top five. Those guys are gnarly, oh. but Dylan's gnarly. So. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely got speed, right? If he yeah. could get up there with a start and like just like latch on to Caroli and Hurlings and – uh, February or like any of those guys, that's going to be big yeah. for him. Yeah. Especially if he gets to, uh, the last two rounds are at, uh, Mantova where he already knows the track. Yeah. So and he was super fast in practice too. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. so there's another advantage right there. And by then he's going to be four or five rounds in deep. So he's, yeah. he's a little more comfortable with the series. So, yeah, obviously the cards need to play play right. It's motocross racing. Anything can happen. Oh. But I'm uh, I'm excited to watch. Honestly, yeah. it's um, not that I didn't have a reason to watch MXGP before. There's intense racing. Oh. Those guys are nuts. It's been good but, this year uh, too. Normally, I just like I'm like a guy to follow it on Twitter because yeah. the races are at three in the morning. I'm not getting. I don't want to get up at three yeah. in the morning to watch, especially in the mid, middle of the summer while we're racing. The last thing I need to do is get up at three <laughs> in the morning to watch yeah. a race. But uh, but I probably will this Sunday. Obviously, to watch Dylan. Yeah. Is the MSGP app kind of the same as the other apps where you can kind of rewatch it after? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I uh, honestly, I don't know. I probably should look into it before Sunday, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, what? Uh. So you did the Future West. Are you doing the whole? You doing the whole Future West series? Uh. Yeah. That's the plan. There's two two more weekends of racing, but like five rounds because okay. the last weekend was three days of racing, which is kind of cool. But uh, yeah, do that and then. Uh, like I said earlier, hopefully get ready. Go right from the last round pretty much and head down south, get ready for Supercross. Sweet. Nice. So you go down to like you'll go down to club or uh south of the border or someplace like that to get yeah. ready for Supercross? Yeah. Probably other club or GPF or yeah, possibly south of the border. Not too too sure yet. That's something that I have to uh have to uh kind of plan. I've talked to a little of the guys at club and maybe go there, but Got to just, uh, yeah, work out the details here. Make sure we're going to have uh, all the things to go racing. It's it's normally in Canada, we're not racing for another like three or four months after yeah. that, right? So it's puts a lot of pressure on the guys at the shop to try and get stuff and, and parts. And, yeah. and, and so, yeah, hopefully you can make it happen. Uh, especially after racing Hangtown, like I want to race more down there. It was, yeah. it was a blast. Wow. Yeah. How was that? Anyway, like I, I watched it. It looked like Calgary in 2018 when it was just like super windy and the track was just dry as shit. Yeah. It looked it, like that. Yeah. It was pretty gnarly. It, uh, we were second moto too. Cause, uh, obviously the hype was oh, yeah. Lawrence and Cooper to win the title. So saved the show for the last. So it was, it was gnarly. It, um, I didn't really know what to expect going in where I would be and, and then I got put in the B practice, and obviously I qualified first out of that, which I think ended I think ended up like twentieth for qualifying. So I was like, normally I'm not a great qualifier either. So I was I was kind of happy with that, get into the into the racing, but didn't didn't really race as good as I wanted to. Obviously, yeah. it was just those guys are gnarly those first couple laps, and I just oh, yeah. it just took me way too long to get a flow that first moto, and then second moto. I felt really good the second moto, considering how bad the track was, and just. It was hot and dry, and I actually got pretty sick too. Um, it wasn't COVID because we got COVID tests on the way back. <laughs> hey, oh, we had to say that. But <laughs> it was not COVID. Yeah, disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so it was just a gnarly day, and then obviously with the travel, we drove 36 hours, 
were there for a couple of days, raced, and then uh, but second moto, yeah, bad crash, which obviously didn't get the result we wanted, but such a sick, sick learning experience and just yeah. the way they do it down there is pretty gnarly. Yeah, it's it's intense, and I honestly I love the like the vibe down there. Like, if we could bring some of that to Canada, that'd be cool. But I don't know how you do that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I feel like, yeah, you give yourself a couple, like do the first one or two of your AMAs and then you'll get the the swing of it. And like, you still had a good, you got like 17th in the first motor, didn't you? Uh, 19th, I think I oh, was, yeah. there was like three or four guys right there in front of me and just, uh, yeah, didn't, didn't get them, but yeah, night, I think I'm like night. I don't even know what I got second motor. I think he was like 27. Yeah. I looked and I'm like, oh no, nah, he must've crashed because you're running yeah. decent. Yeah. I think I just got into 18th and I was trying to get around for 17th or something like that and so I was kind of running pretty much in the same area. I wasn't, uh, but I mean, I was way happier with my ride in that second one. First one, I got a really good start and then went from like 10th to 20th and then to 19th or whatever. I just, and then the second moto I went from, I think I crossed the start line and like maybe just outside the top two, no, top 30 or not top 30. I was like 31st or second. And then, yeah, made it up to like 18th and like by the half, well, just a little over the halfway mark and then obviously crash would suck but yeah 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 it's too bad but you know you'll learn from it and it's pretty it's pretty impressive thinking he just drove 36 hours across the country <laughs> to go race this race and then just drove back and you got like you got points that's pretty pretty badass yeah yeah it wasn't bad it uh yeah the drive was a hike and luckily i had my mechanic who uh did the drive with me so i didn't have to do it solo actually before dylan got hurt during supercross he him and i were going to drive my van down together and he was going to do it as well so unfortunate for him because obviously everyone wants to see him yeah. down there so oh man that'd be sweet but yeah it's uh but luckily my mechanic uh came in clutch and did the drive with me and then nice it was uh yeah you realize you definitely realize how spoiled you are having a rig and, and stuff here <laughs> yeah. yeah like i we ate the food and i think we like i ate off like a little cardboard the piece of cardboard because we didn't have any like plates or anything <laughs> it says like didn't even cross my mind i needed plates to get the food because i was like worried about a bunch of yeah. other little things yeah and, you definitely realize how spoiled spoiled you are just having like a full crew and like all you got to worry about is showing up at the racetrack and yeah. being the best yourself. There's, and, like you said, there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle to make a race day successful. So you forget a few elements. It's a lot harder than it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. And I find like just when you're driving for that long too, you're eating like crap food and you feel like crap, you're jet light and you get there and it's just like, you're yeah. already at like kind of a disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah, and then I obviously got super sick on top of that, which sucked. Yeah. I felt it like the day we we're leaving, like no, just <laughs> <laughs> like super stuffed, like head cold, which sucked. But yeah, I mean, it's like it's adversity like that that make you a better person or a better racer, and and uh, just kind of, I mean, it, it's it is what it is. You can't change yep. it in the moment. You just gotta deal with it. We try to do our best. Yep. Yeah, just That's always right do your best. That's all you can have, do, yeah. right? Always yeah. just do your best, and yeah. it's gonna be what it's gonna be, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's going to be better than other days. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, the sport of motocross teaches you that pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a whole mental game too. It's like you start overthinking all the things that were good on your good days. And then you're like, I got to I got to do this. And yeah. then it doesn't go well. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah. You try to yeah. replicate exactly what yeah. you did on the day that you did good. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, uh, so is Dylan gonna be back with GDR next year? I heard a whisper that he might not be, but I don't. Maybe I, I don't. That's not anything. I don't know. Yeah, from my from my uh, knowledge, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, him and Ryder, I think, are both signed right now. So. Okay. Cool. From my knowledge, they're both back. 
racing. I heard he had an offer from from the club team. No, I'm just I'm just this is what what I heard. (laughs) Don't get mad at me, all right? (laughs) But I heard he had an offer. I don't I don't think he. I know he didn't take it, but I heard he had an offer offer from club to go do uh, red with them too. You don't know about this? No, I could be totally. I just heard this from a guy (laughs) who knows a guy. Canadian Cooksy Media. (laughs) No, I don't know, but I heard they were trying to get get me in trouble. No, (laughs) I heard uh, they were they were going for Pettis and Piccolo, but. None of that worked out, and they went for Dylan. I don't. This could be totally off. I don't even know. This <laughs> yeah, is what I heard from a guy. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Too, too sources? Sure. You got sources? <laughs> I've never what revealed guy? my sources. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. But uh, so how's that been? I. It must be kind of weird. So when we were out there last year, uh, getting ready for the first round at Gopher, you and Ryder were kind of like. You were kind of like giving Ryder some tips and showing him the way a little bit, and then this year he's like, "All of a sudden, he's your championship rival. How does how is that?" Like, yeah, I uh, I knew it'd probably come somewhat soon, but not this soon. Yeah, I knew, yeah. Even last year when we were practicing stuff, he was, we was uh, he was going fast, but uh, yeah, it was it was different. It's uh, frustrating getting beat by a kid that young, and then it was <laughs> uh, it was hard just to to not really put his age into the picture and just realize all right he's just another guy on the track that i gotta deal with and yeah but uh it was cool i mean it's sweet for his kid or for his kid for him and his family <laughs> <laughs> for him and his family and uh yeah it was <clears throat> there was times where i mean i, I think leading in the last little bit where uh tension was a little a little high and, yeah and honestly i think i feel like after the first weekend when we both realized all right we're both we're both gonna be like fighting for wins and stuff it uh we still practiced together, still trained with Colton throughout the week. So there was times where uh, he would kind of be a little pissed off. I'd be a little pissed off if that guy's faster. But we've kind of been like that since since he's been on a 250 and kind of yeah. got up to speed. It's been – obviously, he doesn't want me to be faster than him. I don't want him <laughs> to be faster than me. And it just – it's it's kind of like that star – the star vibe or yeah. even Baker's vibe. Like it's, uh, it's only going to make us better. It, yeah. It'll just it, elevate each other every yeah, day. You yeah. learn You learn to uh, – you kind of deal with it and it's, it's yeah i know i really struggled at first as i'd always get super mad like i hate being the slowest guy or i, I always want to be the fastest no matter who's on the track and even sometimes dylan's on the track i like i'm i'll be mad if i'm not like at least close to him and yeah. uh yeah so it definitely taught me a lot to uh you mean you can be mad about it for about 10 seconds but you gotta you gotta move on and move yeah. forward and just kind of realize how you can be better and Colton's been a really good help with that. Obviously, Colton's yeah. super level headed and super just, just his emotions well, are just flying. It's probably good, good to get a little reason. fired up about it because it means you got drive to you know I want to be better. I want to be you know you can't just be complacent. Be like oh he's fast. Yeah, he's yeah you can't you know? just accept so, it and, and then do nothing about but it. But to be overly emotional about it, that's yeah. doing you no good. Yeah, yeah like exactly. to, to let it crush your confidence. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just re- you got to realize too that like practice days are totally different than a race day too, right? Like when I first got out, I was doing some motos with you and Ryder, and you guys were working me. I'm like, God damn it, <laughs> I suck. <laughs> and then the race day, yeah, like I rode pretty damn good in like the first moto there, and I was like, okay, well, even in qual from qualifying to racing, it's like that doesn't really yeah. mean anything. Once yeah. once the gate drop is so different, it, yeah, uh, nothing else matters. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually pretty impressed with how like even last year Ryder like we went on a we went out mountain biking with him and he's like I'm like man how is this kid going to ride 30 plus 2 at Gopher but then he does it yeah. like <laughs> Yeah, he's uh yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, that's I. I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, man, his fitness isn't there, but then he just pulls through. He seems like he grew quite a bit this year. Yeah, he definitely. He's grew a lot. I think he's. We're like pretty much the same height now. Where no last way. year he was a little, a little bit smaller than me. So he's grown or grew. I can't talk. Pressure, <laughs> but he grew quite a bit. And uh, yeah, we're about the same size now. Jesus. So, uh, so your season started off really good this year. You won, I think, the first two overalls. And then you won another overall after that too? Not in the outdoor, no. No. Oh yeah, you won one of the supercrosses though, hey. So yeah. uh did you you had an injury come in? Yeah. Uh there was like a ammo race at Gopher. I think it was like three weeks or something before the first round and just uh before like the well, it was like the old pro finish, like the dirty or whatever they call yeah. it. Just in that little sweeper caught my toe and my uh and like partially tore my MCL. So it was a little bit of a struggle and then like now I look back at it, I'm like Clearly, it didn't do me any any harm because went out and maybe maybe I rode better because of it the first two weekends or something. Took but. some of the pressure off. <laughs> yeah, you just go out and ride. Yeah, I just yeah. get through the weekend was the kind of the goal. Just get through the weekend and don't uh, don't come out with too big of a point deficit. But um, yeah, the first two weekends were unreal. Um, yeah, there's nothing really else to say. I'm I've uh, at that point I've only ever won an overall outdoor at Walton, so still to this day. Still real. <laughs> oh yeah, you so you won three overalls at Walton yeah. and nowhere else. Yeah, so two on the same weekend. Um, yeah, I definitely rode a lot better on the Friday, the first day, like the first round. Uh, and then once kind of the red plate came, and there was like that three moto format, which I wasn't like. Yeah, I liked it, but then at the same time, I'm like, I don't like, I didn't really know what to think of it, and I still don't know. I, yeah. Obviously, it made for some good racing, but didn't ride nearly as good, especially the, after the first two. I'm like, I need to figure something out, and I did. I turned it around, and I won like the last one, and then I ended up getting the overall again. I'm like, sweet, I'll take it. <laughs> and uh, I actually almost had another overall would have been at uh, the second day of Gopher. I went three three, but if I went three two, I would have got uh, the overall by one point. But I went. I went three three for fourth overall. Oh, oh my wow. god, a first to a fourth. <laughs> that it, stings. It was my fault too. I tucked the front and uh, uh, went over the bars and it's pretty easy lost to the do spot. That. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's, that just pretty much explains our summer up in, yeah. in the two fifty class. It uh, was there yeah, was matter yeah, of results were all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, like, even in the 450 class, how different, like, everything would shift if we did the whole, like, there's a, you get a lot more variety of tracks when you come do the whole series, and I feel like it makes, it makes the series more whole, and it's, even with, like, Dylan, I'd be interested to see how, how the contrast would be from the east to west, because he's, obviously, he's really good at all those tracks, right? Yeah. But, yeah, even 250 class, like, yeah, it'd be pretty interesting. Hopefully, next year, we get the whole thing, like, Jesus. Yeah. Come yeah, on. I agree. I think it takes a little bit more. Uh, you got to be, be good every single weekend. Obviously, nothing to get, like to take away from the last two years. It's still championship. You had to be good every single oh, weekend. Yeah. But uh, you know, some people benefit from from the hard pack tracks, and then they can make it work in the East Coast or vice versa. But uh, yeah, I I wish we kind of came out west, or I really wish we came out west, just because I have the experience on those guys I was racing this year on yeah. on the West Coast and. And uh, it could have played in my favor. I mean, there's always ifs and stuff. But, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, hopefully next year it's back to a normal series and we get, uh, like, nine rounds and half of, them, <clears throat> half of them be out west would be ideal. That would be great. I heard there's going to be, like, 30 rounds or something. <laughs> not this, not guy, <laughs> this guy, this guy, he's coming up. <laughs> I heard this. Now, not, not all outdoors, What's but, like. that juice but, over there? <laughs> <laughs> it's Buble. 
It's Michael Bublé. 30 rounds. No, no, it wasn't 30, but it was a lot of rounds in like 14 weekends. And they're talking about doing like indoors, outdoors, in like arena cross. Well, if you count arena cross, outdoors, okay. super cross, then you, it's pretty easy to get up to 30 rounds, right? Yeah. I still yeah. feel like that's a lot because like the first year in 18, we did, I feel like we did the most racing that we did. We started in like February in Abbotsford. Yeah. Yeah. And then we did all the arena cross, all the outdoor, all the super cross, and that was only 17 rounds. Maybe I'm out to lunch. I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about tonight. <laughs> 30 rounds. That would well, be. Well, I, heard, I swear Galdi said that. Well, unless they're. Yeah, well. 30 yeah. rounds. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that maybe they're doing some more Friday, Sunday. Yeah, I think that's the idea. Squeeze stuff in. But that's going to be tough on you guys. That 30 be, rounds is a lot in the. That would be gnarly because, like, you think of it 30 rounds from. We can't race from January till March. November or yeah. whatever. We got to start in, like. Yeah. I mean, the earliest we really can start, I guess, if you do indoor stuff, is still March with the dirt and yeah. stuff. And you got to end somewhat around October-ish. The dirt starts getting bad again. Yeah. So you have a lot shorter of a time period than you do in the States or stuff. And I know they're doing – what do they do? They do 29 with 12 outdoor, 17. Yeah, maybe 17, 31 is a, doesn't sound right. Yeah, that's, that's – uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Galdi said that, though. So blame Galdi. Is it even 31 weekends and from – No, eight, he said eight, in 14 weekends. So just double or something just like double that yeah. every weekend. That, yeah. And one would have to be a triple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it, maybe the 31 isn't all right. It's like tw- 20 something. That'd be cool though to have. I mean, I'm always down for more racing. I, I wish we did race more and I, the outdoors go by so fast. It's eight weekends of racing. And this year it wasn't even eight. I think it was like five weekends of racing. It was, mm. we did two at Walton, two at Gopher and then one at Sandy Lee two at uh Deschamo and another one at Walton. So eight races, but like yeah, I think it was five weekends or whatnot. And yeah. It went by way too fast and like I'm like you work or you prepare so long and then it just goes by like that. I wish it uh like I like how the MXGP does it. They do like a lot of rounds and, and they'll take a couple weekends off here and there and it uh obviously we can't go that long here in Canada, especially outdoors. It's Unless we put on our uh, studded tires. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> I could get into that. And you guys bike racing. the trailers no, on. Or, yeah, so you, with, like, studded tires, what you guys do here in Calgary in the winter. Yeah, I haven't done that in a couple <laughs> of years, but it's actually not bad. As yeah. long as there's not a ton of snow, it's pretty good. But, yeah, it's it's nice even to have more, like, a more spread out series in case you do have, like, an injury. And then it doesn't, like, plague you for the whole series. Yeah. Yeah, you see in the MXGP, like, um... Hurling's got hurt, missed, uh, what do you miss, a round and a half? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now he's got points lead again. Like, um, same with Febre. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a couple no, of those guys. Yeah. I think Febre is the only guy who's hasn't got hurt. He's been there every weekend. Oh, but has he? Geyser got oh, hurt. Oh, it's Geyser I'm thinking of, yeah. I think he's still raced, but he got like one point in the one middle. Cause yeah, he, he broke, broke a collarbone or yeah, something. Yeah. He had surgery yeah. like a couple of days before. And yeah, it's gnarly. It's, uh, but yeah, that being said, it with – you can kind of have a throwaway round or two or when you're that long, but it would be tough to do that here in Canada. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be tough. Yes, it's still uh, – yeah, so they're planning on doing, I'm guessing, Arena Cross, Outdoor Supercross next year, kind of the same thing they went to, they used to do. Have you heard anything about that? No, actually, I haven't heard too, too much. Um, I, I would assume that's what they'd want to go back doing with their name being Triple Crown. Obviously, they want to do the three aspects of racing there, but – I mean, I feel like with COVID and everything, it's still going to be tough to get indoors. Um, mm-hmm. I know we were in, actually indoor in Chilliwack, but that, that indoor is a little different. You're still like 
pretty much outside there with like the, yeah. all the bar- barn doors open and whatnot. But it'll be tough, I think, for them to get indoors um, come March, April. But uh, I mean, I hope we go do, we go back indoor racing. It's uh, I enjoy it, and like I said, I love racing. So yeah, if there's racing, sign me up. I'll be there. Yeah, keep racing. Yeah, racing is the way to go. That's the only way to get better too, right? You can practice as much as you want. And you, you you don't really you're not you're gaining much more by going racing all the time, right? That's I feel like that's what we kind of lack in Canada too, because we like you see the guys in the states they're racing like all twenty nine weekends with like a couple weekends off in the middle, and we race like eight weekends and that's kind of it. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's obviously it's it's hard to compare our, us to to the stage just obviously way different circumstances but if we could get obviously a little bit closer to that that would be awesome yeah yeah did just, you, did you go down south this year no i didn't i, didn't. I uh, was planning on it and then we pushed it back pushed it back and then i had an mri in like february and then they said i needed to get my knee scope so it was like march 1st so at that point it was like it's not even worth it do I go down early, come back, have the quarantine or whatever at that point, at that time? Mm-hmm. It, it Yeah, it wasn't even worth it. So got my knee scoped. It only was like two weeks of just getting it back to normal. And then by then it was, it was still really cold at home, but it was rideable. So I uh, got back on the bike then and just decided to do all my training at home. And a little bit late start, but luckily we have a gym at Gopher and stuff. So I was able to get in the gym early and, and get, get in shape before I was on the bike. So yeah, it worked out. Yeah, and like the series was did start till July or whatever anyway, right? So that's yeah, kind of helped yeah. out. Are you uh, are you still in Woodstock? Uh, no, I'm actually in Simcoe, which is like oh yeah, I know pretty Simcoe. pretty close to uh, Gopher. It's like 20 minutes. So another reason that's nice being at Gopher. It's yeah. I uh, keep my bike there and the gym's there. So drive. It's like I'm going to work for the day. Yeah. And, and that aspect's nice. It's obviously it it can get uh, repetitive and and kind of have like a real real life work job or yeah. vibe, but um it's it it's nice being in a routine going to the track gym or the, or the gym's there my bike's there everything's there go do work when i leave i can just go home and and forget about it and not have to worry about going home and then go for a road bike ride or or whatnot and then obviously dylan stays there quite a bit throughout the summer and then riders there all the time so it's nice to go there do do our work together and then yeah go home and and uh be done with it and worry about stuff at home yeah 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 it's definitely nice to have that kind of separation uh but yeah there's actually like good you ride the rail trail quite rail trail quite a bit uh yeah i actually bought a new like road bike last fall this time i bought it from uh, all right i'm gonna go a little bit off topic this is all right it's all right it's about bicycles but funny enough i bought the bike from from uh the bike shop north i think it is so it's here in, in calgary, calgary? Yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And i got them to ship it to me and then on the frame there's like this like weird like decal that says like the type of bike it is it's a trek demone and it it's missing a letter and it's like it's painted in the frame so like it's not like it like fell off or something <laughs> so i emailed them and it's, it's been going back and forth for a while and then like just a couple of weeks ago they're like yeah we'll give you like a credit to our store i'm like damn like yeah i'm like i can do it online but like i like being in person seeing it yeah, yeah. and then now i can yeah. now i'm here i can go see it <laughs> yeah but uh anyway so yeah i got that bike which it's a road bike but it has like the gravel features and then uh I yeah, and uh, the rail trail runs right through Simcoe, so it's easy to hop on it. And uh, so yeah, I do it sometimes, but I don't know. I I I like road biking better. I think maybe because I'm like the rail trail, I'm like gonna ruin my bike. <laughs> <And> probably <laughs> yeah. not. But I just uh, 
spent a lot of money on it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a good little. You go right down to Port Dover, go to the the bay there. That's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, I can go from Port Dover to all the way to like if people know the area, but I think it goes like past Brantford and like to Cambridge and stuff. So you can go. I think you can go like over two hundred kilometers for you to go like yeah. somewhere and back. So wow. a lot of riding to do there, but. I mean, that's nice, but I think the uh, road biking and, like, the bike paths and stuff around here are insane, like, how, like, how connected everything is, and, like, you can, you can get anywhere here on a bicycle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, easy and, like, safe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about, like, I don't know about safe. I mean, it seems, <laughs> seems a lot safer than, like, That's what you, I thought, but then all of a sudden, like, we come around a corner, and there's two old ladies in the middle, like, on each <laughs> side of the path, and then my buddy in front of me tucks the front end. And I hit, or I, maybe I tucked the front. I can't remember. This was like five years ago. <laughs> tucked the front end and hit. Then I think I hit him. Went over the bars, flew into the barrier, and then these two old ladies just stand and they're like, "What happened?" <laughs> and then they just ran off. Me and me and Riley are just like all like scraped up, bleeding all over uh, the place. But maybe we shouldn't have been doing thirty around a blind turn. Yeah, that that would be hard if you like actually like if you're going for a robot ride to train like. I'd want to maybe get a little bit out of the city here, but yeah, they have good stuff out by uh, Black Diamond. There's really like oh, yeah. de- there's like the roads are dead. Yeah, and there's that's good where, hill climbs. And that's hills, where yeah. I think we we drove past today, and there was like like brand new roads. No one was on them. It was I actually saw some road bikers. I'm like, oh, I wish I had my road bike for this stuff. And like you kind of can see the mountains from there. It, yeah, it was really cool. I I like that part about being out here. I've always liked the city of Calgary for some reason since I've been here since. I came for the first time when I was like 15 and came with the Thompsons. Uh, it's when they just had the AX tour and uh, they did that one in like Penticton, one in Calgary. And I came with them then. And I don't know why I've always liked the city since then. I'm like, yeah. if I move out West, I'm probably going to head to Calgary. And then now like my brother lives here. So like, I mean, I might see myself mm-hmm. here one day. It's a pretty, like, I mean, we talk about different places to live all the time, but I think it's hard, it's hard to beat this place. It's, Pretty it's, good when it, you when you break it down. Yeah, you've got a lot of stuff close to the city. Sit, you know, nice weather most of the time. Motocross track in the city. You get Chinooks. Yeah. <laughs> you get Chinooks. You got good mountain biking. You got the ski hills aren't that far away. Wow. Like it's yeah, pretty it's, damn good here. And like you get like that, you get like the perks of being in a big city, but then like you don't get that big city vibe. You don't feel like crammed. You don't like. Yeah, it's not easy like being to, in Toronto. No, it's yeah. easy to get places. Easy to get to the other side of the city if you really want. And I feel like, like a lot of the roads are like three to four lane like roads and like. It's getting better. Yeah, yeah they put some work into it the last yeah. number of years. And traffic, they, people complain about traffic, but they don't know what Toronto traffic's like. They don't know what Vancouver traffic's like, or even LA traffic. <laughs> LA traffic. It's yeah. nothing. Oh, it's it's nothing. Like yeah. it might take you an extra ten minutes to get home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, in LA you're sitting on that freeway for an hour oh my plus. God. At the, oh, it's insane. I can't believe people do that all the time. Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, I try to avoid Toronto as much as I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what would you possibly go? I guess if you were gonna go see a doctor or something, maybe you'd go to Toronto or. Yeah, I actually just go to like London. There's a good uh, sports doctor at the Fowler County Clinic there, so yeah. don't even really need to go uh, to uh, Toronto for. Yeah, for anything. So yeah. I. Uh, I can't. I went to Toronto for the airport. It's not even really in Toronto, so that's about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. yeah, damn. Yeah. How long have we been? I got a pee already. Are yeah, you kidding me? Forty-eight minutes. Let's uh, let's take oh, a quick pee break. I got a pee, pee break. Sure. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Like my bubbly too fast. 
Burning ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire from our washroom break quick pee break we got uh we've got some great questions flooding in here <laughs> we'll have to get into those shortly yeah, so well, those will be stick a- around for a few of those <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh, tough like sometimes people like are go all in on the questions and then some people times people are just like nah yeah. they don't even want to <laughs> gotta catch them in the, in the right mood. Yeah. yeah i feel like it's tough too like is there's so much to do with like the right time of day to like post stuff and I don't know. That's yeah. the that's our biggest downfall, right? Oh. We suck at social media. Like it's our work. Like like I it's hate so social hard. media. You can get like so motivated on it, but then pull it's that so, up a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, you can get like so there motivated on it, and then it's so hard to like keep that motivation from social media. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. Sometimes it's the last thing you want to do is worry about social media, especially oh. when it's like not your job. Like, yeah, the social media part's not your job. So when you like, it takes forever to do some of that stuff too. Yeah. Like, well, especially if you're not doing it and, and keeping up with like the with current, it. like and like being almost like ahead of like the freaking the trends and stuff. So yeah. that like, yeah, it's it's. There's times where I like I'm like I could get into it, but there's times I'm like, 
No. No. <laughs> I post some dirt bike photos yeah. with no caption. We're yeah. good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Even just thinking of a caption sometimes like, what am I even doing with my life? <laughs> it's like some yeah. people are just like so natural at it and they oh, have yeah. they, they post these like rants and stuff. I'm like, I can't fucking hold a photo a uh, phone up to my face <laughs> and talk about anything like yeah. on the spot by myself. That's weird. Yeah. But, it's crazy. Yeah, there's uh t- there's things that like 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 you just said, like I cannot like I, I tried doing vlogs. Uh, <laughs> I tried doing vlogs a couple of years ago. And I'm like, ah. well, it felt so awkward doing it and then making it. And then I'm like, even posting, like, oh, like yeah. so like <laughs> cringe worthy. And I'm like, oh. yeah. Like yeah. when I did that, uh, I did that. I was going to do that, or I'm still going to do one maybe this year. The, that uh, ride from Walton home. Yeah. And I did like the, I just like set the, the thing up and i just talked <laughs> i got so fucking pissed <laughs> i smashed one of these uh <laughs> these tripod things that hold the phone because i'm like this sound i'm like an idiot what am i doing yeah. but in like the big picture you're like no one's thinking anything no. that's crossing your mind yeah exactly it's, that's well most people are stoked about it and then there's a few assholes oh yeah there always is that. but like i've i've kind of learned to, yeah, like, yeah i don't especially it, now like that stuff's so natural, talking in front of camera and stuff, like, to, for Instagram. It's such, like, a, like, a, you see it all the time. Yeah. It's, like, I don't know. Our uh, biggest critic is always ourself. It's oh, like yeah. Oh, yeah. Big nature. time. Yeah. yeah, like, when we first started the pod, it was, like, it was, like, something, like, I was excited about. I'm also, like, ah, people are going to think I'm an idiot. Yeah. And, uh, like, but now gotta, I'm, like, I just love doing it. And it's, like, I don't yeah. care. Like, people, like, people tune in every week. So, like, what do you? Who cares? Yeah, yeah you right. got to do Keep it. Like, if you feel like doing it, do it. I mean, like, who gives a crap of what anyone yeah. thinks, really? Like, yeah. As long as you're happy with it. And, and that, day, that goes for that everything in your life. Like, Just do it. If you want to do it, do it. As long as it's not hurting somebody else or oh, exactly. harming somebody else, go ahead and do it. Like, Just give her. Yeah. Live your life. Exactly. If uh, Yeah, if you can do something that makes you happy, why not do it? And like you said, obviously don't be doing dumb, something dumb. But <laughs> yeah, don't be doing, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't even know. Yeah. Example, but yeah. But uh, yeah, it's actually, it's pretty encouraging. Like we see people at the track all the time. Like, oh yeah, we listen to every show and yeah, good job. You got to do this. You got to yeah. do that. And like yep. have this guy on and like, that's pretty yeah. cool. So yeah. it's, it's been pretty encouraging actually yeah. over the last little bit. So thanks to those Thanks. Listeners. Shout out to yeah, those yeah, folks. Keep listening. Keep tuning in. I feel like we have like a, a base of like a, not a huge amount of people, but that will, t- that'll tune into anything we put out. Right? <laughs> yeah. We can put out nothing they would still download it it's good it's It's not bad those are the people that you need yeah yeah Yeah, that's good from there yeah but yeah like it's good i think that's that's motocross fans though like they will tune in to any race any you know podcast that's got anything to do with anything they're even remotely interested in or somebody they know right like they're just good people diehard fans of everything so i love motocross people they're the best they can <laughs> be really douchebags at times but <laughs> ah. yeah for the most part it's all like great people it's like a good yeah. it's a community feeling right yeah it's like something you don't really get anywhere else no. i don't feel like no. even if like say you play hockey you don't have like this it's just like so many teams and so many this and that that you don't really get like everyone's a part of the same community yeah. in motocross oh even at like a local race you can be just like walking by someone's pit set up and they're like you want some chicken? Come come on over. Let's feed you. You look hungry, right? Like yeah. it's just such a, I mean, sometimes it gets a little cutthroat as, as <laughs> yeah. competition grows, but it's, yeah. it's a community for sure. 
Yeah, and going back to the whole like uh, everyone's there to kind of like help each other. And the most part, obviously, you get the the odd people where they're like they take it a little bit too serious, especially in the amateur scene. I feel like oh, big time. Yeah. I, I feel, feel like, like more in the amateur scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I feel like in the pro scene, like if even going to the top teams, if like Kawasaki came over to Honda and need help with something, they're, we're gonna go help them because yeah. this is. I mean, it's such a small community, and and we'd expect the same out of if well, we went over there, vice versa, and you know, obviously, yep. everyone's there to kind of help each other. And then, even though it's a job and we're there to do business, it's uh, it's we all understand the circumstances and and yeah. what's going on, and and it's yeah, it ain't easy putting together racing and whatnot. Yeah. So it's uh, well, that is, that's what's nice about it. Yeah, I tell my guys at work all the time. I say, look, help somebody else out because you're gonna need that favor return. You know, like exactly like that at the track right like kawasaki comes over they're in a jam well next thing you know you guys are in a jam and if you just told them to pound salt well they're gonna do the same to you so it gets you nowhere to be that way sometimes yeah for sure even if it's your competition right like yeah and healthy competition will grow the sport too so (laughs) yeah yeah and i feel like that's something that's kind of evolved over the past 10 years since i went first turned pro and way back in my day when i turned (laughs) pro in 2010 uh it was like every like i didn't have like i know every team manager i know pretty much people on every team and i can go and talk to them and it's friendly i can ask them for favors and back in the day it just like didn't seem like that i feel like it's kind of grown to be more of a community in that way do you get i guess you guys wouldn't know but Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was probably pro before you were born. <laughs> no, <I was laughs> How old are you? How old are you? Uh, Twenty-two. So I was born ninety-nine. So I went pro in twenty. I did the East Coast and on as an inter- intermediate in twenty seventeen, and then yeah. full pro eighteen. So been around for a little bit, while, a little while now. But since I've been around, it's been about the same, like same team, same yeah. people. But uh, yeah. obviously, people have moved around here and there a little bit, but not not dramatically. But but I kind of I understand where you're coming from or what you're saying. It's I even feel like even as a fan, I remember like like back in the day. I feel like when I was probably like eight, nine. I feel like yeah, I feel like uh, maybe I don't know. I I don't know. I don't even know where I'm getting at. But I don't know. Maybe it's because like most team managers and like for the bigger teams that now that they're most of them grew up in the same area. A lot of them, all most teams and stuff are based out of the East Coast now. I don't think there is even a, uh, say, factory team. Two trick the, Al Dick. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> you can call him factory. Yeah. He's like the only, in, is I mean, he? yeah. I mean, not factory, I guess, but he's the only team that's really, really based out yeah. of the West Coast. Obviously, like, Courtney does her thing, but not for the Triple Crown. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, maybe that's why. Maybe they're they grew up with each other and whatnot. But I mean, it's hard to obviously put a finger yeah. on a single thing, say why it's like that. A lot has changed, and just in society, a lot has changed. Yeah, that's a fair I point. think that's kind of like maybe a difference between the East Coast and the West Coast, because like you guys have all these teams based out out east, and we had like leading edge. Um, like back yeah, yeah. back in the day it was leading edge, and then Blackfoot. there was well, Blackfoot was before my no, was it before my time? Yeah, I think so. I remember probably like 09. I thought they had the. I raced my first national in 09. Didn't Colton race for them? In yes, 09? he did. Yeah, that, he is did. that the time he they pile drafted? They were just out. Yeah, 09. He pile drafted himself into the 110. Yeah. On 09. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like I knew the guys at Blackfoot, but I didn't know anyone like intimately like within the racing circles. Like I didn't even when I turned pro in 2010, it was like I didn't know. I knew the guys at Leading Edge, but I didn't really. It wasn't like 
I could go and ask, I didn't feel like I could go and ask them for anything. Yeah. Like now I feel like yeah, I can go up to Diggs and I can ask him like anything. Like he fucking gave me a bike at one year, <laughs> so it was like it was sweet. Yeah, I I feel like that's also part of being like you've been around more, so obviously like those people know you more. But like you're older now, you're not like like as shy, younger. Like coming into the pro scene at first, you're like like just not scared of everything but like you're intimidated by everything and yeah big time and i feel like that could be a big part of it too it's just that now you're just like you know the like you've been around long enough you've met these guys you know them and you know them well enough to not just to go have a conversation with them even if it wasn't about dirt bikes for back then it's maybe you didn't know those guys very well so then you're not just it's it's intimidating just to go up and introduce yourself and even yeah though it's obviously that's important as a racer to do so but Maybe that's uh, that's part of it. Yeah, I, I totally agree, and I feel like that's kind of where I maybe fell short when I was younger. It was like I didn't maybe make go out of my way enough to go and make those relationships with those team managers or people in the pits. Even though like I was doing pretty well, like I got like I was getting like top tens when I was <clears throat> back in like twenty ten. Right, like it's mm-hmm. like I feel like maybe my career would have uh, like my career would have <laughs> uh. And maybe taking a different path if I would have gone out of my way to maybe make those connections and, but I didn't know. I just like I thought just oh okay I gotta put in results right like it's kind of changed since then. It's like more like social media presence and all this stuff which I I'm not a fan of but it's it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like I obviously in the states I feel like the social media thing's a big thing because like. I, I don't – it obviously probably plays a role here in Canada, but I don't feel like it plays as big of a role at, yet. Yeah, it's coming. I agree. It's I agree. definitely coming. But, like, I feel like we don't – like, in Canada, like, uh, us as us riders, we don't have, like, the following where, like, you have Dean Wilson in the States who has, like, almost a million or whatever yeah. versus, I don't even know, like, Tyler Bowers or someone who doesn't have nearly as much or picking Wilson. But, like, yeah. in Canada, you don't have mm-hmm. that, like – that that difference in in the social media following because we to be realistic none of us really have that much in the big big scheme of things <laughs> yeah yeah no, i totally yeah. agree and it's it feels like we're almost kind of like behind the behind the times in canada right it's like we're always kind of catching up to what's going on in the states but yeah i think you're right it's just like it's such a small community that like none of us are going to have a huge following right like no one like not even how many followers does dylan have in social media like maybe twenty thousand. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if he's got that. Like, it's it's not, like, yeah, it's not dramatically, like, something that you're like, oh, wow. Like, but, I mean, it is. Like, he does have, like, not that he doesn't have a lot of following. He still has, as a normal person, has a lot of followers. Like, like a lot yeah. of people who follow him. And, oh, like, yeah. Most of, those peop- most of those people follow him because he's racing dirt bikes. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, but he, uh, but, yeah, like, it's no Ken Roxon or Dean Wilson. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, stuff like going, you know, overseas and down south, like, even for you, like, puts your name out there, get, gets the name on Vital even, like, as much shit as Vital is. Like, gets the name out there circulating. It'll grow followers, you know, a little more naturally like that too. Yeah, for sure. It, uh, yeah, just being present. Yeah. Being present's a big thing for uh, social media. Yeah. It, uh, but, yeah, I, I mean – I see it slowly start coming into play for sure too, and it obviously the more the more the sport grows, it's gonna keep going in that direction probably, yeah. and and the bigger brands that's what that's a big marketing tool for them and oh yeah for them to uh, want to sponsor someone that's what they're gonna yeah. look at yeah yeah we're kind of like in this weird place in Canada where it's like we're not big enough to like pay all these big name guys. 
like even we were talking with Galdi on the on our podcast we, we did with them and it was like well how much money do you think Dylan Wright really generates from Honda or Fox or whoever like it's such a like motocross in Canada is such a small community it's like where do you how do you justify the money spent versus the money earned it's 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 kind of like a weird yeah. situation we're in like yeah. everyone like I don't like I think motocross racers should be paid very well because we're all putting our lives on the line right and but there's no like where where's the money coming from yeah exactly and yeah obviously if, uh, even in the states i imagine they're in the same boat saying they think yeah. they deserve more money and whatnot but yeah definitely there needs to be more money uh in the sport and it would filter down a lot more than it does which would be amazing and it's crazy to think because our sport's doing so well too. It's uh, hopefully that does translate. Obviously, it's been been weird times that have, have has helped our sport and and uh, maybe it starts like I mean, with this weekend at Future West, they said that was like the biggest turnout they've ever had. And then I know Ammo in the states or in the states in Ontario. <laughs> I'm so confused with the location. <laughs> right now. I call this home. I'm not home. Yeah, but Ammo in Ontario, where I'm from, it's uh, it's doing better than ever as well. And and I know people like Galdi are putting it back into the sport, which is awesome. Yeah. May, that's kind of where it filtered and seeing like the tight class and there's so many people buying dirt bikes and going racing. And maybe that's where, it, I mean, where it starts and, and slowly starts to filter up to us pros. And, yeah. and uh, I mean, there's so many ways that you can go about it and think that you're like, I mean, I'm happy. I'm not in the role of, of choosing where our sport goes. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I am in, in a way, yeah. but I, uh, there's so many different paths that you could take and in different directions yeah. you can go and with trying to grow our sport and and ultimately we're just like the little brother to the u.s whatever they do like is gonna filter down to us because we still yeah. deal with those manufacturers like they still have like the final call yeah you know what I mean? so whatever it's it's <clears throat> believe it or not i feel like obviously we're our own country and our own people mm-hmm. um and our own like we have our own series and what series and whatnot but i in my opinion i think still a lot comes from the states a lot of the companies that sponsor here canada are like for instance like fox canada but they also have fox or whatnot mm-hmm. i'm not trying to speak for them i know that i'm not sure even sure exactly how they do things but from what i see that's how it kind of works and, yeah. and kind of whatever direction they're going to go is kind of what we got to do because that's it's what they're told it's an easy model to follow too, right? Like it's less risky. You've seen it kind of. Yeah, and it's happen, it's so. like yeah, if it's gonna work, why not? Why not follow it? Yeah, you see it working, but yeah. but yeah. yeah, that's a tough one to be involved in the the politics of the sport, I suppose, right? Like, yeah, and no matter what, this sport could be bigger than NASCAR, and it's still gonna be not perfect for everyone. No. It's it's always that's that's the beauty of it, though. Like, I mean as as people sometimes it's it's a beauty but then sometimes it sucks because like people are always looking to make things better make themselves better make their business better in in this instance make the sport better no matter what people are not going to stop trying to make it better make it better which sometimes makes it worse right so yeah Yeah. it's uh it's what what really in the the day what most people are paid to do is yeah well and the unfortunate thing sometimes too is like it just takes one person to have maybe a little bit of a, I don't want to say greedy mindset, but I'll say it, a greedy mindset. And it kind of steers the sport wrong for a few years or a little bit. And it 
takes a little bit to recover from that and things start going back in the right direction. So if we can keep those, you know, <laughs> bad apples, you know, away a little bit and keep the good people, well, that's when we really see things happen in the sport, which I think is kind of happening right now. We've got a good group of people involved in the sport. Like you said, with Galti and his AMO thing, even things are going really well with that. Uh, even in the States, like Supercross and Motocross seem to be getting along a little better than they ever have. Yeah, so. that's, that's, that's a positive. big thing, a big thing too, especially for the States. Because going back to, I feel like if they if they do it, we're going to follow in suit, which in Canada we kind of do. But like you look at the NHL or the NBA, it's just like it's one organization has control of everything. Yeah. We're like, so there's Pro Motocross, then there's Supercross, two different things. Yeah. AMA, AMA, FIM, <laughs> which I don't even think, I don't know, is FIM? I think they're out. Out. Yeah. yeah I don't even, I'm they're doing their own, sure. they're trying to do their own thing. Now. I heard yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Or even, I'll even compare it, make it a better comparison. You think of like F1 or NASCAR. Yeah. And yeah. NASCAR, there's so many different series of NASCAR, but it's all ran by NASCAR. Yeah. And obviously they're at a way bigger level than we are, but I feel like something, it's hard to, hard to like, say how you could do that but i feel i feel like motocross supercross if it was all ran by the same person it would uh or maybe not the same person but same like organization, organization yeah. it was it would have a little more consistency throughout yeah yeah like yeah. consistency goes goes a long way and yeah. and i feel like we grow grow a different audience and it's hard because it like you see like supercross like everyone like people no matter what People are gonna complain like I don't need like oh. when the different announcer comes in and he's saying the red <laughs> yeah. the red Honda and like you understand why he's saying that but when people are freaking out and like yeah. I don't know I'm just like I said I'm happy I'm not in those yeah. shoes well and then the new guy comes in it's where where's the old guy yeah. we love the old guy <laughs> yeah everyone bitches about Ralph Shaheen for years and everyone's like where the hell's Ralph Shaheen what the hell <laughs> yeah it's yeah. it's a, there's no you'll winning never, sometimes you'll, right you'll, no. these are just the kind it's of people that just like to like to complain about stuff right but honestly like i've been saying this this is probably my 10th podcast talking about this but <laughs> i can't believe our sport isn't bigger than it is like i i don't like our sport is so badass and i know i'm biased and all this and <laughs> I, i'm in the sport and i know all this but like i don't get how we don't get some more outside viewership like i think like if you really dive into how hard the athletes are working and how hard like how high the heart rate is and how intense the mental game is like if people just understood that a little bit more i don't know i don't know how to get people to understand that right i think i think a big thing is that it's so for you, so right now the people that are fans of the sport understand what you're saying right there they understand how hard like yeah. the deep deep down stuff of like yeah like how gnarly you have to be to ride a dirt bike even just to ride a bike to go straight in a line is hard for your normal person like yeah. to do what we do is gnarly but you go to a hockey game don't know anything about hockey oh they scored in that net now they have one point they scored in that yes. net now they have one yeah. point yeah. you go to a dirt bike race you're yeah the gate drops and you know that they have to go around the track and then it just then they have to do another mode. It just and it's lappers, so confusing. And you don't know yeah. who's leading, and, then, and yeah, and then it just then then people are like get so confused, like oh this is badass, but like what's the end goal? Or like I feel obviously you know it's a race and that you got to yeah. get to the checker flag, but then all right that race is done, and then oh there's another one or like yeah. for instance like my physio uh, like my therapist physiotherapist for my knee, I invited him out to one of those supercross races at Gopher, and then he was after my first main, we did two mains there. 
after the first one, he comes to the rig and he's like, all right, good job. We'll see you later. And I'm like, oh, I, I have one more. And he's like, oh, really? Oh, sweet. It's awesome. Like he had like, and like, obviously like, if he looked into like the, the like the Structure. program, yeah, the yeah. program more, he would have seen that. But it's it's to go watch a, a NHL game, a hockey game, or, or know, you don't have to educate people. Basketball on it game, as much. Yeah, yeah, football game. It just start to finish and that's it. Yeah, and even if you like, I don't really understand the full rules of football, but I could go there and understand that. Yeah, one team needs to get more touchdowns than the other team. That's the end goal. Yeah, like, yeah the end of yeah. the end of the day, like. Yeah, like, like yeah, there's a lot going on in football that you know. I I'll admit I have no clue what's going on half yeah. those positions, but I know the quarterback's got to throw the ball. Some guys got to catch it, or some guys got to run it, and yeah, score a touchdown. <laughs> like, yeah. It's pretty simple to follow. Racing's the same way. You know, a guy's got to win the race, but keep yeah, it, I think keeping that guy's attention for thirty plus two with no breaks, no whistles, no commercial. <laughs> yeah, know? like it's a little tougher maybe for just that scatterbrained audience so what you're saying is we do one lap sprints we'll no. do 10 one lap sprints those, those <laughs> whoever wins the most one no, lap sprints no. after every lap you reset and drop the gate again <laughs> i mean not really it would uh i mean if they made a dramatic change like that in our sport it would definitely people would be pissed oh yeah but like it it could do good yeah so that's like but one thing i was wondering i was that, like Dram- that dramatic change would be such a risky, like risky play because do you piss all these people off and hope you make that right change and like and yeah. go in the right direction? Like, like going back to those three fifteen minute motos that that we did at Walton as a racer, I still don't really know what to think about it. But from the fans' aspect and everybody that I've heard, they loved it. Yeah. They're just great racing every time. Fifteen minutes is done. Reset. Go. Yeah. And. So maybe that is, you know, the 15 minute mark is kind of sometimes when a moto hits its lull, right. And then it picks back up in the yeah. last five minutes or so, but there is a bit of lull in the moto yeah. sometimes and as like a, as being like into the sport and understanding the sport completely. You're like, no part of the sport is being in shape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Being exactly, badass, right? yeah. being, and you're like, you're just throwing all that out the window, but yeah. Yeah, we can say that, but we're also the ones to say the sport needs to be better and something needs to change. So yeah. what what changes? And it's I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you want to do? You want to give up? Maybe just like keep our our motocross community a niche group where everyone knows you're a badass. You can do thirty plus two. You can hold a one ninety five heart rate for thirty plus two. Or are you want to be a guy that is like okay? You want to get more fans involved. You want to get more people involved. And it's like now it's three fifteens or four tens or whatever the hell it ends up being like i myself i know like i love the 30 plus two i love like yeah. that you you can't fake that you can't fake no. a 30 plus two and still get a good result consistently right that's just that's why i like we have supercross and motocross we kind of have that's the best true. of both worlds that's a true little yeah. bit right but that's where people go back to go back to the average person like i i me trying to explain to like even like I just use obviously it happens a lot, but I used my physio guy as a, like a good example. He knew about dirt bikes, but didn't understand how the sport worked. And trying to explain, so Supercross is this, and Motocross is this, but it's the same sport essentially, but it's completely different. And it just like even with me, with the knowledge I have, it was like 
a brain twister to try and explain it to him. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even fully know how to understand. <laughs> like, yeah. like for you him to understand, I don't know how to like translate yeah. this to yeah. like normal people terms. And like, then he's probably just like, oh, I don't really care to go watch. And like, I mean, luckily he did. Yeah. But it's uh, there's a uh, yeah. It's we could sit here and talk forever for, about what can change and what not and. And I think it's I think it's awesome because then it, we all probably have different ideas of what could change, what yeah. and yeah. what could yeah. stay the same, and and uh, but in the end of the day, in my opinion, I think I think something needs needs to change. But like, what is that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I can't say exactly. We, we don't want to make change just for change's sake, right? Yeah. But you want to you want to grow. You do sport need to and, have change to mm-hmm. yeah grow and develop. And in the end of the day, want to grow the sport so that. So yeah, that change to grow the sport so that in the end of the day it brings more money, so it brings more fans, brings more people, more, right. um, more companies, outside yep. companies yep. into the sport, which leads to more money for us racers and more people want to race dirt bikes and just. Yep. But it's so like, so much easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've been trying yeah. to do it for how many years? Oh. Yeah, yeah I hope you guys got go. that on camera. <laughs> you get that on camera? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. I spilled my boobly. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And it's like, have you ever had the, the kid in high school is like, like what? Why do you got to go to the gym to ride dirt bikes? Don't you just oh, yeah. twist the throttle like, and it does the work for you? Like, you have no fucking clue, bro. Well, yeah, I, I remember one very specific example of a kid in school. You know, he found out, a, oh, I ride too. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, and he, oh, okay, what kind of bike you got? And he said, like, a CRF 110 or something, like a, a trail bike. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, that's awesome. I like bikes and kind of talk. Oh, yeah, I go to Blackfoot all the time and uh, I hit, I just push my foot to the floor and I it, hit that 110 jump. And I'm like, well, there's no gas pedal. <laughs> like, so is he actually riding a bike or what's going on? He's on a like, quad with a yeah. gas pedal uh, side by side. So yeah, there's like, yeah, there is a serious disconnect yeah. so, somewhere. How do we get that disconnect in, yeah. you know, a little but, more uh, so mainstream? There's, there's, it's crazy because there is a lot of people who like dirt bikes. Yeah. But there's a lot of those people who don't understand what we do as racers. They yeah. don't even understand racing or the concept of it. They just like, like going to their farm, going on their dirt bike, rip around the field, yeah, trot their dirt bike off and just like, just like skate. That's what's awesome about dirt yeah. bikes. It's like I, that's what I love about it. It's a, for not a racer or for not, you mean yeah. people that it's not their job. It's an escape, yeah. which is uh, which obviously is I feel like <clears throat> why we all started racing dirt or riding dirt bikes. Have fun. It's well, there's no, nothing beats riding a dirt bike. That's right. There's no feeling like being on a bike and whether, like you said, it's in a farm field or at a track or in the trails. Like, there's no better feeling than being on a bike and no. feeling it, you know, just eat into the dirt and, you know, whatever you're doing, catching two feet of air or 20 feet of air. Like, it's still sick, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Nothing so, beats riding a dirt bike. Do you guys think you'll get your kids into riding dirt bikes? If my girlfriend's watching, uh, she knows I don't want kids. Well, I guess I guess that depends on your answer to the to her question yeah. there too. <laughs> um, no, I've, I I don't know. I've always said since I was a little younger. My so my stepmom and my dad. So my stepmom ran home daycare. My stepmom and dad did foster care, and they adopted a couple of kids. And then I have three older brothers. So, but we were always around kids. So. I was just like, I just don't want kids. 
but uh, I'm sure it's, it, it's changing a little bit. I think yeah. when, when I'm yeah, I look, get, when I'm like settled, have my own house and yeah and yeah. whatnot, I'll be like, all right, the time's come. I was just gonna like say, you. like, like, I, I, was like to I, look, I look back five years, I was that same. Yeah, no, I don't want no, no, you know, kids. That's insane. Slowly that changed, and now I'm excited for it. Yeah. Now, like looking forward to it. So yeah, it's. I remember one of my buddy's dads when we were about 18, you know, he asked uh, his kid, he said, you know, do you ever want kids? And he goes, no, F that, no way, blah, ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> ruin your and, life. and his dad goes, okay, fair enough. Look, it's okay to think that way today. But don't like make any drastic life decisions like don't get a vasectomy get a or something. <laughs> you're 17 because your mind will change, right? Like yeah, for sure. For like sure. you know, and he didn't say the vasectomy thing, but he's like, just let let yourself develop a little bit. Don't totally close your mind to it because I w- he said I was the same way when I was 18. Didn't want them, and then you turn a certain age and just slowly year after year you go, okay, this wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. yeah yeah it's it's weird like i was i was like kind of like always i always wanted to have kids but now i'm like i don't know how old i am but like i'm pretty old <laughs> i'm pretty old and it's like i gotta start it's if i want to have kids now the time now is the time and i like had to wrap my mind around that for a minute i'm like i don't feel like i'm ready for kids but do you ever really feel like you're ready for kids yeah right like yeah. you just gotta kind of jump in so you said you're ready for kids i guess Sometime soon. You going for it or what? Next 15 years or so. <laughs> so, will you have your kid on a dirt bike or not? Yeah. So oh, yeah. I think bike. so. You think so? I don't see why not. Like, I probably would take this a similar approach to, like, how my dad took an approach to us racing. Yeah, like, he yeah. didn't push us to do something we didn't want to do. You know, it was like, you know, tried to keep it fun for us. He didn't want us to not have fun. Did he want us to get better and faster and, you know, enjoy what we're getting out of it? Absolutely. But, um, I'll probably take the same approach, you know, unless he wants to be pushed into a champion. Then it's like, okay, well, you're going to – like, this is what our dad told us. He's or me and my brother, I should say. He told us, like, okay, well, if you guys want to be champions, you got to give up your life, focus on being a champion. That's that's about it. Yeah, like, it's a whole commitment. It's an entire life commitment. And it was the same with school, too. He's like, you want to be – a doctor or something, you got to give up your social life and you got to focus on your studies to do that for a period of time. You can have a social life afterwards, you know. If you got a goal and you want to get there, you have to sacrifice something to get there. Always. So I'll probably take a similar approach, I think. Yeah. I'm to- I'm so torn on it. And I'm like, I love the sport and I love everything that it's taught me and all the lessons I've got out of it. But, like, at the same time, it's caused, like, a lot of pain. And yeah, it's like, man... Me and my wife were talking the other day. I was like, man, if we have a girl, I think we'll get her into racing. If it's a boy, no way. Because, like, <laughs> a girl, I'm like, you know, even, like, the highest level girl is never, like, some sketchy, like, going to do some stupid jump or something like that, right? Yeah. And You yeah, get a little so Jared they, out there. and They use their brains. <laughs> yeah, they use their brains a little more maybe. And it's yeah, and I feel like if it's, if it's a boy, I'm just like, fine. I'm going to be a, a wreck the whole time. Because I know, like. I know what it's put me through, and it's not—it's not all bad, but it's definitely caused a lot of pain, right? Yeah. And being through what I've been through, it's like, man, if I knew, and I put my kid through that same process and yeah. willingly, it's like, man, I don't know if I could live with myself. Yeah, yeah it. Uh, I would introduce them to a dirt bike, and then go from there. If yeah. they want to ride dirt bikes, all in. Let's do it, and let's yeah. do it like. Right, obviously teach them like, cause dirt bikes, dirt bikes taught me hard work. 
And the yeah. end of the day, it's obviously yeah. like my parents and stuff did too. But like, I wanted to get to the point where I'm at right today, and I didn't do it by running dirt bike when I felt like riding a dirt bike. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so sure. when, some days I run around a dirt bike, right? So it teaches you sacrifice and taught me so many life lessons. And 14 years old, living in a little box van in Mississippi by myself, like cooking my own meals, doing yeah. everything by myself. It You grow up quick. But like I'm so thankful for that stuff now and just like yeah. – like what, where I'm at in life now, it, it, it's taught me so much, but yeah, going back to like where you said it's, there's so many ups, but there's so many downs and like sometimes those downs overplay your yeah. ups, but yeah, a, but no, but sometimes go like, but how are you going to one f- awesome moment of dirt bike racing overpowers i think oh and, everything and, yeah well that's and, the addictive part of it yeah right? it's like it just takes that it, one little it, moment yeah if that feeling wasn't so good yeah it wouldn't be it there, wouldn't be we that wouldn't, good we right? wouldn't yeah. yeah we wouldn't put well, our like, lives into it. it seems crazy for people to break their femur and then get back on a bike you know months later and do it, you know, possibly break their femur again and still get back on a bike again. Most people look at that as like, what are you freaking mental? And you're like, uh, no, I'm completely sane because I love riding dirt bikes. Yeah. It's interesting though because like, man, I just look at like every motocross guy I know and it's like, then I look at the guys I work with and I'm like, you guys are a bunch of fucking pussies. (laughs) You guys are a bunch of bitches. You guys are like, we'll take the easy way out wherever you can. You'll, take a day off whenever you can and it's like i just feel like it teaches you such a good work work ethic and it's such a good i don't know it's just like a different state of mind to be a, uh so driven towards one thing yeah i think it's just like you you have like a goal and you know that's not going to be easy so like you're you yeah you know it's not going to be easy every time you wake yeah. up like you know you need to be better even yeah. if like Say if you are the champ from the year before, you know it ain't gonna be easy to do it again, and you you gotta do it again. Yeah. So like you you wake up and you're just like, all right, we gotta do this, and and it's uh, obviously that's what drives it is like the, to win, and yeah. like I feel and as humans we're like so competitive, so we want to be the best in like everything we do. Yeah, and when you can do that for your living, it's gonna make you work your yeah. ass off. That, so that, that you can, can be, be the a bit best. of the the demoralizing part of the sport too. Is like. You want to be the best at it, but it's really difficult to be the best at this sport. I mean, any sport really, but like, especially this one, like, and then when you think you're the best and then you go down south or you go overseas and you're like, oh my God, I still got to work harder at this (laughs) damn thing. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. How are you going to feel, Jared, when your kid quits motocross for ballet, your boy kid? I'd probably be relieved, <laughs> honestly. I'd be like, okay, good. No, no more head injuries. That's, thank God. Uh, I don't know. I'm just so torn on the situation. It's yeah. There's so many positives, but like some people, when they get in those negatives, they never bounce back from yeah. it. Right? And it's yeah. To think you're subjecting your kid to that, especially if you're like a lot of the moto dads, without even knowing they're doing it, are like they're more. They're, they're more focused on this goal than the kid is, right? Yeah. So, and you don't even really realize when it's happening. So, yeah. it's, uh, that's what I'm scared of, right? Like, yeah. But the fact that you can recognize that, you think you could, you know, control that, you know, environment a little better? I'm sure I for could. Your but... family, or do you think getting back into, you know, something like that, you'd revert into? I don't think I would revert into. I, th- I feel like I'd be the opposite. I'd be like, 
a little too cautious about it. Yeah. Just knowing what I know and what I've been through, and it's like, man, I don't want to put my kids through the same shit I went through, and yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's a t- it's a real. I don't know. I guess you never know until you get there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say something that you yeah. can't you can't think about too much right now, because yeah. like, if they introduce them to a dirt bike and they want to ride that dirt bike every single day, and, <laughs> and they don't know what they're getting themselves into, but you do, yeah. you're not gonna take it away. Yeah. Because you yeah, see, like, difficult. you see yourself at that age, like, man, like. I remember when I was like three or four or whatever, getting on a dirt bike for the first time and just like, all I wanted to do was ride a dirt bike. Yeah. I remember going to school and like, you get, you go in this class first day or grade three or four, whatever. For me, it was every year. So what do you guys want to be when you grow up? Dirt professional bike. dirt bike racer. Yeah. Professional dirt bike racer. And then they're, everyone's like, what the hell what is that? You did, you ever, did you ever go you as do? a uh, professional dirt bike racer for Halloween? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. that's the only thing I want to ask. Is there any, is there any, like pro motocrosser now that hasn't done that yeah yeah no. that was the go-to for several years yeah but i guess at the same time talking about i guess i'm realizing now like i have so much more knowledge about the sport than my parents did like they my parents didn't race Ooh. motocross or i could teach them yeah. so much about technique and safety and how to ride properly like i didn't have any of that like my dad didn't know anything about well and you also know more about the injuries too so yeah when something does happen we know now maybe um we shouldn't do the things we did 15 20 years ago right yeah 100 percent for sure yeah. and uh yeah i guess uh i don't know if you probably didn't listen to it but we did a podcast last week with uh my concussion doctor that i've been working yeah. with you listen to it or no part of it I only part of it started when yeah I'm man that's interesting stuff and that yeah. makes me actually feel a little bit better that you have even as myself riding right now because i've been to some like shitty places and i've like didn't I, I was in total denial about it right but now yeah. there's no there's no denying it like there's actual science to back up what is happening in your in your brain so i guess that makes it a little more comforting knowing that there's an outlet to go and find out what's wrong or how to fix it right i guess right. that's pretty damn interesting to me you know i heard a in, getting off topic a little bit here i was at the doctor today and uh um told me an interesting thing about concussions from her dad or her grandpa, I think. And uh, she said uh, he got a concussion when he was like 18, you know, knocked out, whatever. And they kept him in the hospital for 10 days to make sure he's okay. That's not happening today. That didn't, how, where did, like, so they went from 10 days to, ah, go away, you're, you're fine, f- you bumped your head. You don't, you're not bleeding <laughs> out of your brain, so yeah, you're fine, go, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Right, go have it, a go have a drink. Uh-huh. You're fine. <laughs> so it, uh, it's weird, and now we're going back into like, okay, you hit yeah. your head. Don't uh, don't rush this. Slow down. Let's make sure things are operating. I think it went into or that went away when maybe not. I might be wrong, but I mean, our like society and like the system that we live in is is so money driven and everything. You get this amount of money, so. I mean, there's only a certain amount of beds in hospitals, and that's very true. When yeah. they kept, they probably kept them there for ten days, but they just to monitor them. Yeah. Now they don't have a bed for ten days to monitor someone. True. And someone's yeah. coming in with a very true. Just yeah, had right, a heart right. surgery, and they need yeah. that bed. And when you <clears throat> mean well, so that you're like, oh, go monitor your own or your yeah. own symptoms. And yeah. I'm I'm sure I'm sure that's probably what nope, we yep. wean that out. Unfortunately, it's yeah. And now we're understanding that that you I mean your mm-hmm. brain is the most important organ in your body and 
Brain and heart. Yeah. It, it 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 controls everything, right? Like I've learned, I've done extensive testing on like blood work and hormone levels and all this stuff, and it affects everything. Yeah. I had something called Sir. I, Corey talked about it. SIRS, which is chronic inflammatory immune response syndrome. Yeah. And that's your basically your cerebellum gets a little bit enlarged and a little bit swollen from hitting your head, and then your body puts out a total immune response all the time. Yeah. And I don't think like. No one really, even still, people don't really realize how that can happen, right? Yeah. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. I think we're on the right track, though, bringing awareness to it. And I mean, head injuries that like they can really take over your life, right? And yeah. a lot of people don't realize that until it's too late. Exactly. Yeah. Especially in like sports and like, I mean, I've I've been super lucky in, in the sport that we're in that I haven't dealt with much head injuries and stuff. But I imagine for you. First couple of times happening, your only goal after that was get healed up so I can go back and grab my dirt bike. I need to grab my dirt bike. I need to grab my dirt bike. Yeah. And, like, sometimes we don't really take the time to really process that, all right, this is my head. I got oodles of time to yeah. make sure it's healthy. And I need my brain for the rest of my life till the day it's my time to go. <laughs> and, uh, That's, yeah, and I think it – I think that was a big one that – uh, you know a lot of people don't realize is we've got oodles of time like you think oh, i gotta be at that race next weekend right meanwhile like, you're at 85s and yeah. you're like you who know, gives yeah. a shit about a super mini race right like well, who, who and cares? missing a couple weekends that or a whole year even potentially like in the realm of your life and a racing career like you can make that back up you know fairly easily but i think like in the moment like eh, there's the so much the world in, there's so much investment into your like Last year, perfect example. I quit my job. I'm like, I'm going racing. I'm going all in. I hit my head at the first round. I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then I shit the bed. I'm like, my thumb's fucked up. And I'm like, no, I'm in so so much denial because I put so much effort and so much money and all this time into it that I don't want to admit that it's I maybe got to pull the plug. Yeah. But that's yeah. the problem. Like, even on 80 kids, like, their parents are pressuring them. Right? Yeah. It's like. Oh, well, we just drove all the way out to Walton. You hit your head, and you think you were just going to pull the plug. No, you get the fuck back out there, you little bastard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Or even it's, it's even uh, as a racer, it's uh, like the racer yourself, like like even I know for myself, I want to race so bad. And I, like if I if I were to go to Walton or go drive, go to Loretta's, and if I were to get hurt, I'm, I'm telling my parents I'm fine. Yeah. No matter if I'm in back of my head, I know I'm not fine. Yeah. I'm going to tell them I'm fine because I'm there. I want to race. And, like, yeah. it's okay to do that with a broken wrist or maybe not broke like, to a certain point. But yeah. when it's your head, yeah. when it's your head, it's it's so important to, like, realize that at the in the moment as a young kid, you don't realize that that concussion is probably going to affect you well, later on in life. Yeah. Not only yeah. in that, but, like, you – hit your head one more time it's you don't know what's gonna you happen and, yeah. and there's no reversing once it happens and yeah it's yeah i mean uh, like i said i've been i've been super fortunate enough to not be in a, be too affected by head injuries and i can't go too deep into head injuries like obviously you could but in my eyes i think it's important to realize that i mean like i said before your head is like your most important thing yeah obviously like you said you're your heart or your uh, brain and your heart are your two important, most important organs. And, and you don't want to mess, you don't want to mess up your head. No. It's, it's, and then the day 
We love dirt bike racing, and it's what we want to do. But there's so much more to life than dirt bike racing. And if you can't enjoy those things in life because you had those head injuries and stuff, it's the dirt bike racing is not even worth it at that point. And I think it's like we're not getting paid millions of dollars. I don't yeah. like I'm not Tom Brady getting paid millions of dollars to throw a football and yeah. like and maybe you get a head injury and you're get making millions of dollars and you're like all right I'm going to fa- use this money that I'm making to heal up and and continue doing it but when in dirt bike racing we're not making that kind of money and and to only have one brain it's yeah. uh it's something that you want to really take care of and I think it's it's starting to become more aware and there's a lot more awareness around concussions yeah. and especially in our sport and in mental health what what concussion what concussions to do can do to your mental health and like uh, i love what you guys are doing and awareness for that and uh creating a, obviously an awesome platform yeah. to talk about it yeah, yeah. i think that's kind of like the main reason i kind of wanted to start this thing in the first place i'm like well if there's any kind of message i could bring it's like because it just drives me nuts how people they take head injuries so lightly until until all of a sudden they're up shit's creek and it's like yeah oh well now this sucks but you don't you always think oh yeah I'll be fine I, I just bumped my head a little bit but yeah it's good well, and I I'll admit I've I've taken that approach to it me too previously. I did a, totally. I did it last year yeah. even though I know better <laughs> Watch I know you do it I know better <laughs> and I was still in denial about like no I'm fine I'm gonna yeah. race next weekend I'm good. No, I was not good. Yeah. As it turns out. Yeah. It, yeah. It's obviously so much e- like like anything in life. It's so much easier said than done, because you're in, you, when you're in the situation and like you said, you have so much invested, like your own money, time. You quit your job. You drove across the country to come race, and uh, just shut it down is like you're like, why would I do that? It's just yeah. a race, yeah. and like yeah. obviously, like you didn't hit your head again, but like. If you did, it yep. could have been so bad, and that's the thing we just don't know with our heads. And, yeah, yeah. But it's it's your like it's so we can sit here and talk about head injuries and mental health all day long, but yeah. it's until you're in that situation and having to deal with it yourself, it's so much easier said than done. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's why I think like Corey was talking about this is this really really makes me hopeful for the future. Is this uh, so? It's like this thing you buy. And it reads your brain. You put it on your head, and it can do a baseline brain scan. Like, you can just have it. I don't know. Do you remember what he's talking about, Chris? He's yeah. Like, it's like that thing. You, it's like, so he does these these brain maps, and it shows, like, all the parts of your brains that aren't functioning functioning properly. So you could have your – eventually, one day, the hope is that you could have your own um, – well, they have the device. Yeah, they have it, but it's yeah. just a matter of making it available the, and the AI and whatnot to yeah. read the yeah. So if you say we had a better way of doing a baseline concussion test, and then it's you can't cheat it. It's not like the states one where you can just be lolly yeah. lollygagging around doing yeah. whatever. This is an actual brain reading, and I would love to see this implemented in even Canadian motocross, where it's like okay, you do this baseline concussion test, and if you hit your head, you have to take you have to put the thing on your head again, and it tells you without a doubt whether you're okay or you're not okay, or you hit your head, or things are a little bit off or way off. Like I think that would go a long way because yeah. you don't it doesn't give people an option to be like, oh yeah, I think I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I feel like 
sometimes especially in concussion with sometimes you feel good right off the bat and then mm-hmm. later on you have these really bad lingering uh, effects just, and yeah and you don't even realize that you had a concussion or yeah. you're like I, I mean we've all crashed a dirt bike and like there's a lot of times I don't even I don't hit my head but I don't remember what happened because they're going so fast yeah, it just happens yeah. like, it happens so yeah. fast and all you see is yeah a bunch of shit going on and yeah. you're just hoping that you come up uh, come out alive like and so at that time like you could have hit your head or like and you don't know if it's because it happens so fast or you're yeah. like actually like do I have a concussion and yeah. that, sometimes people don't show symptoms right away well, like you said sometimes on. you feel pretty good right after surprisingly yeah. like and then yeah it starts to set in and you're messed right up yeah and then mm. there's like a lot of second guessing too i'm like oh am i just being a bitch like what yeah. Am I, yeah. yeah or am i just did i not sleep well last night like what's the deal like yeah you're like paying yeah. attention to every single little well, thing and, yeah. and i think that's like you guys were just talking about we need to bring the awareness to not just people who've hit their head severely and have like a traumatic brain injury but like if you've hit your head get it looked at have you know take the time talk to mm. some you know because even the small ones now, yep. it still affects you. Like I wouldn't have said that probably ten years ago. No, I would have. I would have been doing the same thing. We we're making fun of people now for. I'll oh, get back up, get back out there. You bump your head. Okay, let's go. Right, unless it was something you know, Super obviously, serious. and you know, you could. You're laying there, yeah, out for a couple right? minutes. But now it's like no, okay, yeah, you you hit your head, man. Like, you you sure <laughs> you're okay? Like. And and that's where it's good to have good friends and people around you too to like be like, dude, you're not okay. Like, yeah, yeah you're not yourself right now. Like, yeah, yeah, for 100%. sure. And yeah. like the, it, I mean, it would be way easier if we lived in a in a world where we could go get an like a CAT scan or MRI. Yeah, just like that. <clears throat> yeah, you know, yeah. Like wait two months yeah. to go get it or yeah. So that's where you're like, I mean, you're a rock stuck in a hard place in, in a position like right. that. But yeah, that's where you're talking. If we can get this device out there, that's kind of a little more like showing like, yeah, your bone's broken. Your brain's broken. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're not going to go walk on your broken leg right away. So yeah. why are you going to go smash your broken brain around yeah. more? Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that, there's some cool stuff coming and, and people are being more aware of it. And we're talking about it, which is just a great start too. And whether it's talking about concussions or mental health and, you know, and just being better people to each other right now, such a difficult time out there. We just need to be better people to each other. Just be friendly and and ask, you know, if everybody's doing all right and you know, how's family members like, yeah we're we're losing a little bit of touch from each other yeah Yeah. i feel like that's a big thing a really big thing with where like you mean we're meant obviously mental health has always been around for so long and we see we see it where it's worse than ever right now yeah where maybe 30 30 years ago i mean you you go over to family dinner every sunday and you you have those like uh, interaction, a human interaction, which yeah. which a lot of people don't get nowadays, and yeah. I think that right there is a big, big thing for for uh, like for yourself, your well being, and just like yeah. your mental health too. Just just having this talking, you don't you don't have to talk about your mental health. You just just talk to just talk to someone. Yeah, and you, mean, and you feel you feel present, and I feel like a lot of people lose that, and, and especially in these last two years where you feel like a criminal for going to talk to someone yeah <laughs> well and like, and like you said you don't always have to talk about some issue that you're having you can just be like look i need to go hang out tonight like let's go catch a few laughs i need to you know yeah get out of this set like mojo that i'm in and yeah and yeah. i i encourage people to 
get their friends to go out. You know, you have your buddy who you haven't spoke to in a while and seems a little off. Go go yeah. invite him to a drink. Go invite him to your house for dinner or something like that. I think that's something I remember I posted on Instagram, like my racing for mental wellness Instagram. And I, um, it was actually about Jeff McConkey who uh, took his life, unfortunately. And everyone knew him in the motor industry. And yeah. I was just saying, like, oh, if you're struggling, reach out. And this, it was still, it's obviously mental health is still, I still learn about it every single day. And at that time, um, and then I had someone comment. It was like, not only that, but reach out to your friends. And like, that was like, may I open my eyes. I'm like, like, yeah, if you notice someone, like reach out to your friends. Like yeah. if you're doing well, just cause you're doing well, doesn't mean everyone else is. And if you have 30 seconds to shoot a text and just be like, Hey yeah. man, I haven't seen you in a while. Let's grab a, I mean, it's so hard cause life's so busy. And it's hard to line yeah. up schedules, go do things. And then it's so easy to like, not forget about your friend, but to like, the days slip by pretty quick, right? Yeah. And that's where you got to make, you know, the good people in your life a priority, yeah. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. they'll, you know, like like we were talking earlier, today you may not need the support, but tomorrow you will. So help a guy out today so y- you get the help tomorrow. And it's, like you say, you just help each other out back and forth. And, yeah, it, call your friends. Call your yeah. family. like Just check in. Check yeah. in on each other. And uh, it's... Uh, you know, I'm super glad that I started this whole racing for mental wellness and wellness. And obviously we've been putting on bike rides at Walton for the last three yeah. years now, which is crazy to think it's gone by that fast. How was the bike ride this year? Uh, it was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, we raised like $14,000 in total oh, nice. with t-shirt sales, bike ride yeah. entries, and uh, just some donations from a bunch of awesome people. And those, yeah. that $14,000 are still in the process of getting the money over to uh, the CMHA, which is the Canadian Mental Health Association yeah. of Oxford, where I'm from. And then the rest is going to go to the Tanner, Tanner Staffler Foundation, which is a, uh, a mental health um, uh, charity in uh, they're in Seaforth, so just by Walton, who yeah. actually help us put it on. Um, but yeah, the bike ride was awesome. Uh, a yeah. bunch of people obviously came out, supported, and yeah. it's 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 awesome to see. It's awesome to see that. Um, just just like seeing the people, like especially in a sport like we are, we talk about how competitive we are, but when tough, like, minded, yeah, and you know, yeah. yeah. And I I say this a lot too. I think I think you're tough. Like we rate, we're in a sport where we're like. You know, you got to be tough to race yeah. like you do. You have to yeah. be tough. You have to be mentally tough to line up every single every single race and go out there and be the best you can and, and know yeah. that you're putting a lot on the line. And But I honestly think it's it's takes a lot more courage and a lot more um, toughness, I guess you can say, to to realize, you know, like that you realize your struggles and, and, and deal with your mental health. And, yeah. and if you can do that, I mean, yeah. you're going to overcome a lot. And, like I said, we've talked about this a lot in this podcast. It's easier said than done. Yeah, it's, oh, it is. Um, yeah. But but going back to the bike ride, it's 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 awesome. I'm super yeah. super thankful that Walton and uh, lets me gives me a platform to be able to do that. It yeah. obviously means a lot to me and my family. And it uh, if I can you know help one other one person out, I feel like I've done my job with this whole thing. Yeah. I I still have so much to learn about mental health, and I've been uh, trying my best to learn, but it's such a it's such a wide variety of stuff to to talk about and yeah. and everybody experiences it different. Yeah, it's not like all right, you broke your bone or you broke your arm. Let's cast it up for six weeks. You're good to go. Yeah, and uh, obviously there's a going. There's so much research going on with it right now, and it's it, we're 
getting more and more info about it, which is awesome. Yeah. But like, that's where the, the kind of the judgment needs to stop about it. Right. Is we're all going through it differently. Right. Like no one person is going through the same thing here. Like if you and I break our arm, you know, it's a fairly similar healing process. I might heal a few days sooner or, you know, Mm -hmm. have little more pain, but with mental health, it's yeah. Nobody's going through the same thing. Even if, you know, there's two people with PTSD, it's still quite different and how they're processing it and all that kind of stuff. So like, yeah, we got to drop the judgment around anything mental health wise and just like Corey was saying the other day, have an open ear, right? Have a listen. Just have space and time for someone. Doesn't mean you got to fix their problems. Doesn't mean you got to, in fact, don't try to fix their problems. Just have time and space for them, right? Yeah, exactly. And, And then I just wanted to throw in also like, doing i went we did the bike ride not this year with you but last year right i'd encourage everybody to go support that it's a it's a good bike ride for a good cause um if you can't go out east to join the bike ride still donate still get involved um it's a good cause yeah Yeah, and that being said with it being on the east coast obviously we have plans to not necessarily bring the bike ride west coast but to bring like racing for mental west uh to the west coast and uh uh, contribute to uh, charities around the West Coast, and yeah. and obviously that's a lot. A lot of that's still in the works. Um, but obviously, first of all, we have to see if if the series goes coast to coast next year, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. it sounded like it is. But that's our plan: is to bring it coast to coast and just make it a you know a Canadian national wide organization that we have. And it's um, it's a work in progress. Obviously, it's. Uh, it's a lot of work to, to do and race, but yeah. Uh, yeah. honestly, it's I'm super thankful I'm able to even be in the position I am to uh, yeah. to be open and and talk about mental health because it it hasn't been talked about in our sport, at least in Canada before, yeah. and and now obviously myself and the new guys and and Brent Warall and it yeah. just seeing how much more how many more people are talking about it in the last three years is is awesome. Yeah, and and how many people have opened up to me about their struggles who I never thought they would ever open up to me about. And it's, and that's what I'm here for. I'm here to listen. I've obviously I've dealt with, with mental health myself and, and obviously had like my brother. Um, and I've dealt with so much with that. And, and that's what my main goal was, is like, if I can just help one person, I feel like I've done my job and, and it's, uh, it's, it's been a crazy roller coaster of a thing, but, um, but I'm super, super thankful. Even you know, GDR, it's uh, it's another like a big thing. A big, a big thing that I do struggle with with it is I feel like I don't want people thinking it like takes away from my like, racing. Like I should be 100 percent focused yeah. on racing. It's just it's, that's ridiculous. It's where it, well, it, you need a little outlet from racing yeah. too. Your whole life yeah. can't be racing. Yeah, I know. So. I say poo poo to those people. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> I, I I highly doubt there is anyone that thinks like that. But like that just me being my own critic yeah you're in that critic where i struggle and uh it's uh but yeah the like derek and uh gdr the whole gdr team is awesome allowing me to do it and and being so supportive of it it's been uh it's been an awesome awesome uh couple years of doing the bike ride and obviously just trying to make it bigger and better and get the word out there more often and i need to be better on social media because that's probably the best way to get (laughs) just to get uh I guess more uh, eyeballs. Yeah, more eyeballs and, more, and, and more more eyeballs and years on it. Obviously, the better 
better we're going to be doing at our job of spreading the word of mental health. And yeah. It, uh, well, yeah. I think it's pretty admirable what you're doing out there during the race season and all that. Like you said, it's not easy to do, but you're doing it and it's, it's a good cause. So I think everybody should support it. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Obviously a lot. It's, uh, I f- when I first first thought about doing it, I just I knew I needed to do something with the little bit of pull I had in the motocross industry, especially here in Canada. I'm like, I got to do something. It's uh, like yeah. I didn't never really thought that my brother would have done something like that. And uh, it's sometimes the people we least expect, you know. It's, well, I think yeah. that's kind of what happens in that situation. A lot of times is everybody says it's kind of the last person or like thing that you'd expect to happen. But yet it does so let's kind of you know pay attention to it a little more yeah exactly it's uh and that's what we're trying to do and uh obviously it's awesome that we can just talk about it right now and uh talk about just it's so it's obviously really easy for us right now to talk about it but i know if you're in the situation where you are struggling and it's not easy to talk about and that's why i think it's super important for and I try and work on it myself is just reach out to my, my buddies and just, yeah. even if I'm just talk about how they're, what they've been up to yeah. or, or what their plan, future plans are, even if I can't go see them. Yeah. It, cell phones are, cell phones are our worst critics sometimes and social media is so bad sometimes, but it, in this situation to reach out, it's so yeah. easy yeah, and for yeah. sure. like it's you can, fa- you can FaceTime, have. you can have a face to face interaction with being across the country yeah. or, yeah. and, uh, I don't think we take advantage of that enough. Um, absolutely. And like, cause I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I can sit there and I'll spend half an hour on Instagram before I go to bed sometimes. And I could have spent the half an hour just like talking to my friend, which would have been good for myself too. Not, yes. not yes, just for sure. my friend, but yeah. would have been good for myself as well. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I, not that I do it every single night, but there's nights where like, Say for instance, like I've been in Calgary for the week and like, like I'm not at home, so like I'm not like as busy, and I'll just kind of sit there on Instagram a little bit and yeah. and or whatever, text some people. But I'm like I could like I don't need to be doing this. Like if I, yeah. I mean I could reach out to my buddies or, I mean obviously I'm not telling I'm not saying that that needs to be your number one priority is. Yeah, because you gotta you gotta look out for yourself first. Yeah, as long like you gotta make sure you're in the right mindset yeah. too to like. Because if you're so worried about other people or worried about your people around you, you'll drain you'll, yourself. You'll drain yourself, and you'll you'll actually start dealing with your own struggles too. Because you're so worried about everybody else, like yeah. making sure everybody else is happy, yeah. and it's it's yeah. balance. That, really, yeah. it's all about balance. Yeah. And I think like just making yourself uh, available and making people feel like they can come and talk to you. Because like I feel like that's the biggest thing I struggle with. Like I don't want to talk to anyone because it's like. Uh, there's no way I, no words could ever describe the the things that I'm feeling and there's no way I can make anyone understand it yeah. but it's not like you have to make them understand it they just need to I don't know sometimes it's just good to talk to someone and feel like yeah. you have a community and yeah yeah someone that you feel comfortable talking to and just that you know they're just listening they're not judging and uh, if you yeah like you said make yourself available to talk to and, and it's it's easy to like put off a bad vibe even though you don't mean to and and yeah. if you're a little more aware of that and and uh know that well and yeah. like i think you know just listening to you guys talk there even i think you know people like we have a hard time understanding that people are more approachable than we think too like 
you know, I would have a hard time approaching some of my closest friends, someone who's maybe a mutual friend uh, or, you know, even a stranger at times, right? But it's like people are approachable. If you start talking to someone, most people are going to lend an ear, listen, sympathetic, you know. Yeah, there's going to be some real shitheads out there that, you know, won't be that way. But, I mean, like, we've even seen our, our friend Fred in the past, like, sit in, a, sit in a store with a guy crying on the store. It was a total stranger, right? But it's like just checking in on this guy and probably saved his life maybe, right? Yeah, like, uh, So, you know, us as people – we need to understand that we are approachable. People are approachable. We can talk about it, even if it's maybe not, you know, the the exact person you thought, you know, that you'd be approaching about something like that. Give it a go, right? Like, chances are they'll probably listen to you. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, I agree. It's, we come off, we come off a lot different than we actually are. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably guilty as, of, as well as when I'm in public, I might, yeah, I'm just like so focused on what I'm doing. I might come off as an asshole sometimes, and I I obviously really try not to be. I yeah. I really hope I'm not. Yeah, but I'm just saying I might. Like I don't. I really yeah. don't know because you're so like you're in the moment. You're not really paying attention to really like yeah. If, yeah you're just kind of paying attention to what you're doing and not other people sometimes. And it's uh, yeah, if you can just be a little bit more approachable, and especially for your friends, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, not saying obviously like need to be in a store and you need to welcome everyone hey you want to like talk like obviously yeah, no. that would be don't awesome make a, don't make a big deal about no. it but right, yeah. it's yeah it's not. like if i if i came up to you like after the show and i was you know wanted to get something off my chest and just bounce it off you because you're a different viewpoint different opinion like you're not gonna just like slam the door in front of my face right like you're gonna be approachable about it and and that's just like what i'm trying to say is like yeah yeah you know yeah. even though you know we're not communicating and, you know, very rarely see each other, but you'd still take the time to take the five minutes to hear me out and then move on with your day maybe, or maybe you're too busy and you'd say that and it's like, okay, well now I got to go, you know, bounce my, bounce my shit off of somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. But like, let's be real. That five minutes were like, it was really, really, really rare that that five minutes ever is going to hold me back from something unless I'm (laughs) going to, an appointment or you're going to miss the start you might, date. You yeah. Might, you if might I'm miss putting your my Instagram helmet on, feed, you know, yeah. if I'm well, putting my helmet on and goggles on and maybe I'm not going to be approachable. <laughs> no. but, and Time and be, a place. Yeah. But like rare. And that's, I race, let's be real. We race eight times a year, say, or say we race 10 times a year or yeah. 12 times a year. 31. <laughs> <laughs> that's legit. 12 hours out of the year. Besides those 12 hours of the year, I don't really have many other things that are going to like that. I can't spare five minutes to talk to someone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's how, that's kind of how I look at it. And yeah. yeah. Well, same. I agree. I think that's kind of what we've lost with like the whole text message communication, right? Like you're, you're not getting facial or social cues and it's like, you can't really get the, like you can't really understand the way someone's feeling over a text or uh, over Instagram or whatever. It's like, it's not the same thing as even even over the phone. You can pick up on how a person's feeling. Yeah. Versus a text, you have yeah, you can take it out of context and it's yeah, I'm doing good. curated. It's and, terrible. Yeah. Right? Like it's not a good way of communicating. It's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It. Uh, I hundred percent agree. I mean, even like FaceTime, I think is the best thing if you can't be in person. Yeah. yeah Nothing yeah, sure. beats being yeah. in person yeah. and 
and talking to your friends and, and stuff being in person because you can do other things. You don't have to just sit here and talk. Like you can yeah. do stuff and talk and yeah. and that's how people feel more comfortable, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, no doubt. Yeah, it's good to good to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's a, it is a tough subject, right? Like it is something that you know it isn't easy. Like none of none of this is easy, right? But somehow, some way, we're slowly getting there. We're slowly, you know, sh- shedding the judgment off of it. Yeah. More people are talking about it, so Breaking we just got to keep going down this train, and and next thing you know, we'll we'll be in a we'll all be in a better place. Yeah, exactly. It's. Yeah. Uh, it's hard because like, yeah, like you gotta, you gotta, it's gotta start somewhere and not everybody has the same feeling as you and I do about it. Like yeah. it, there's so much in life. Like people think the same way, like say for instance, for like cancer, like obviously like yeah. they want everyone to focus on that. And then, which obviously is really important as well. And there's just so much in life and, and, uh, yeah it's there's a lot going on there is yeah there's so so much stuff you can focus on that you can drown yourself in so much different things and and to me obviously my one of my biggest thing is obviously mental health where someone else it might not be but i mean so if that's if if i can do what i can do right now are you saying you don't want them to cure cancer (laughs) how dare you (laughs) you son of a but that's so far like some people take it that way right it's like no we're not going down (laughs) let's cure everything but uh, if we could we would like it would be done well no one would be able to no one would be able to cure everything all at once though you need like different groups of people focusing on different things yeah yeah, that's 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 just just trying to get at like that we don't have the the science background to cure cancer but we have some experience in mental health field so let's you know try to yeah exactly shed where we can shed some light yeah if everyone can do that definitely make the world a better place yeah yeah for sure and i think that there is there is still like a people say that they're there's like stop the stigma but they're doing things in different ways that are like are contributing to this to the stigma right but yeah i think i really think that this stuff with uh like the cory the dr cory we had on last week he's talking about like science behind it like there's actual markers you can tell about depression anxiety mm-hmm. uh ptsd there's actual like you can tell you can distinguish between trauma and a brain injury like that stuff is all really helpful in yep. eliminating the stigma because it's not like you can't just say you're making it up then because there's actual science behind yeah, it yeah. and it's like okay well this is actually what's happening so i i he's he's pretty confident he's going to be able to bring this to like mainstream medicine which is yeah. really really uh optimistic like it's really well, good i hope right? he can right the, he yeah, says he's going to make it happen bro yeah. Yeah. that would yeah that would be a game changer for uh not only in the mental health field, but like it just just life in general. Yeah. Obviously, like just because I mean, obviously concussions lead into mental health or can lead into mental health, mm-hmm. but just the safety of of going back to like just the concussion aspect. And some people get concussions and and like can go back on the track that same day because they don't realize it. And and uh, with something like that, you, oh man, like my, I've actually hit my head really hard. I'm I need to not ride or mm-hmm. someone else. Hey man, you get showing, I don't know exactly how that works. Like what, uh, what Corey's bringing or like it just, it's just sensors or, well, it's like a whole map. Like you can actually, they treat people that haven't even hit their head before. Like they yeah, yeah. will go yeah. and treat people that are just depressed that have anxiety, have 
and it, it, they'll get to the underlying cause. Like I actually just found out the other day I had a follow-up appointment with Corey on Monday after our podcast. And he's like, Oh, we did this, uh, genome, uh, what is it called? Uh, gene expression test. And it's actually turns out you've been exposed to mold in your past too. And that can affect mm-hmm. things. And like this, your blood levels are off here and we can do these, uh, we can do peptides. We can do all these different supplements. We can do the neurofeedback. There, there's ta- there's lots of resources that can help now. Yeah. And, but it's not always affordable, right? Like, like, this or that's accessible. the problem yeah. that's the problem it's not accessible it's not affordable and that's why i'm gonna ride my fucking bike across the country <laughs> and try and raise some money to to bring awareness to it and actually put some money towards people being able to do this because there is people that need this that can't yeah. afford it right? yeah. yeah absolutely yeah i love it when uh when when's this happening when you're riding the bike i'm hoping uh well i would like to do it next year like after walton uh-huh. but I guess we'll see what happens with the schedule and maybe we'll end up with a child or something. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's saying he's trying. Yeah, yeah it's out. It's official. <laughs> oh, doing lots of practicing? Uh, always practicing. Lots of motos. Yeah, lots of motos. Are you bottom or top? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you go first. What's who? You bottom or top? Every day is a different day. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like that. Good answer. answer. Yeah. Good I'll answer. go with that answer. Yeah. But yeah, like, I'm gonna convince. That's why I wrote. I wrote the ride with me. T-shirt I like today. it. Yeah. I like Man, it. I'm gonna yeah. convince Canada to ride with me across the country. I, that's what I was asking. I'd be down. I would. Yeah. 100% be down. Just maybe uh, we can do Walton to Calgary just after the Supercross. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Right, yeah. the series is like later. You could. I mean, if you're really committed to it, you could do it in three weeks. It'd be gnarly because like you're <laughs> gonna go, you're gonna get like one week down and be like, okay, like I need the day off. For yeah, sure. I'm not even out of Ontario. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> uh, but the problem is too, like when you get into the prairies, is that ma- you always have a headwind. Headwind, head yeah. Wind. You get like a draft directions. guy. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be better to do with a guy because then at least you could trade drafting. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on the time of year too. Like, uh, just get yourself an e-bike, <laughs> e-bike across the country. <laughs> Still would be no. I don't know. I like the idea of doing yeah. something like that. Like just really you could raise, it out. raise a lot of awareness mm-hmm. and, yeah. and money go to go that could go to a really good cause. And I mean, if you're willing to do it, I mean, just think how good you'd feel after it. Not oh. like just the three things of doing the doing it, just completing it, getting home, and just being like, "Holy fuck, I just did that." <laughs> yeah, that's just mission. Hey, t- go down the road and tell someone to drive that drive. They wouldn't do it. No. And then second. The awareness you would raise from yeah. it, of like, just online of do, like yeah, on social media, it, yeah. but like probably the towns and stuff you'd go through and just the people you'd meet. Yeah. On uh-huh. the way. Oh yeah. You could set up like little camps in each yeah. like town and like you do like little fundraiser at each town, and then the money obviously you would raise as well would be would go. Yeah. I mean, it would help so much. So yeah, it's uh, I I think you should do it. I'm yeah. gonna do it. I'm, I'm gonna you. do it if I'm not this year. Maybe I'll do it in the next two years. I'll commit to that. But it's the hardest thing is like figuring out the logistics. Like I gotta fucking have someone follow me across the country in a whatever truck or van or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it's like who the hell's gonna do that? <laughs> who wants to drive thirty kilometers an hour? Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to weeks. get like <laughs> I'd have to get Dom to follow me for like a week, and then I have to get maybe my mom would follow me for a week, and then I could. I'm sure there's enough people out there that would contribute. Yeah. yeah. I, would do it, I but, feel. Like, I feel like we can make it happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would yeah. like to do that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, That's if you want to join me, let's do it. Let's do it. You're hearing it, You're hearing it first, first right now. We're doing Tanner it. Ward, Jared Petruska ride across the country. That would be insane. We're, we're yeah. starting next week. 
Yeah, do it with studs on yeah. in the winter. All right, I'll cancel my flight and we'll just go home. Yeah, <laughs> that's right the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Get my bike yeah. shipped out. There we are. Yeah. And then watch, they're going to change the series from like Walton to Moncton. I'm going to have to ride all the way from Moncton. <laughs> <laughs> the last round will be at Moncton. I have to ride all the way back mm. from there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's good. I, I like, I really, I, I like submersing myself in those types of like unbelievable challenges. It yeah. like it's not even possible, right? That would be insane. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You guys got any? Wait, how long? We've going for a while. Yeah, uh, a little over two. You guys yeah. got anything else? What we, I feel like we got more to talk about. What do you, you guys got? What's on your minds? Let's see. Jeez. I don't know. <laughs> we just kind of <laughs> we just dove about yeah, any topics. Just died down yeah, there. Yeah. Got deep and. I don't know. We could end it if it's uh where you guys want to go out. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of any other. I feel like I had a, I had a bunch of questions for. Him. I feel like we. Let's look on and see if we can see, see if there's any Instagram. others going on there. Yeah. Is there any on the YouTube? Uh, no. No comments? Not right now. I keep like licking my lips right on this, the right on this mic. We gotta get the the live phone calls going here. We gotta yeah, get we a, should set that up. A number of people. We need to call. get like a little no, like no more questions. No more questions. We need to get like the more we need to get more. That's so why we gotta do like these live yeah. shows every like. At a regular time, so people are like aware to tune into it. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. But our yeah, our YouTube sucks. Like well, you guys got to watch YouTube. You st- <laughs> <laughs> we do get on the downloads, but the YouTube's not good. Yeah. They'll get there. Yeah, yeah. we'll get there this time. Yeah, this time. I like it. Yeah, oh. it's. Uh, I've always wanted to start a YouTube for like just like racing and stuff, but that's like another thing you have to do. And like so much work. It's like another part. You have to be like, again, like get social media back into the vlogs this year. Hey, I thought about it. I really (laughs) did. Why not? I'm like in that, in my whole mindset, I was like, I don't care what people think. Like if I, if it, I like doing it because I like making videos and stuff. I'm like, if I like doing it, who, if I get one view, who gives a crap? And like, yeah, that's like kind of my mindset, but it's just a lot of work. So we'll see. It's the amount of work. And it's like, if it's not a priority, it always gets pushed to the side, and then you're not yeah. consistent with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough. That's that's kind of our struggle here too, right? Like a little bit. We've been getting better. Getting better. We, yeah, we're growing. Dude, we got we're some there. fiery podcasts coming out lately. Yeah. Yeah, so we got a few good. few lined up here. We got yeah, I encourage anyone, yeah. even if you hate this podcast, go yeah. and listen to the the Corey Deacon one. Oh is, my god, yeah. Dude, yeah, that guy yeah. is the smartest guy ever. We yeah. got. Well, pr- he might even just say nice, that one thing that might just. You know, be like, wow, that you know that that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense, and you go and it's, investigate into yeah. it a little bit. So a different change of pace too is like, I mean, you've definitely had like quite a few dirt bikers on, and yeah, a lot of the same kind of mindset, and and someone, someone in like that type of field that like you don't get to talk to someone like that every yeah. single day. Yeah, and I think that would be uh, that's a big thing. Is yeah, and then if anybody's got questions for Tanner, Corey, any of the guests, let us know so that yeah, uh, no we'll doubt. ask them and. Even if it's like we follow up with them afterwards. Yeah, I know there's a there's a yeah. three or four people that have said they're gonna go check out yeah. Nirvana. So yeah, like that's the goal, right? To help if if we can, uh, yeah, bring some kind of resource or help to even just one person. That's uh that's a success, right? Yeah, that's yeah. like Tanner exactly. was saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like man, that guy was so cool. Like I I was like pretty nervous about doing the pod <laughs> with him because I was like. Man, a doctor in this like <laughs> janky podcast studio, and he was like super cool. But he even bought some merch off us. Yeah, <laughs> it's it was so yeah, cool. No. And he's like, "Yeah, that was the most fun, the funnest podcast I've ever done." And sweet, he's done a bunch of them, I guess. But yeah. he has a, you know, he's a, he's wrote a book. Really? Yeah. Oh, huh. he wrote a book. I didn't even know about it. Nice. Hmm. 
But yeah, dude, that guy was the smartest yeah. guy I've ever listened to in my life. Yeah, go listen to that one. Yeah, anyone. Listen you to know, that one. if you just tuned in now, go back and listen to the conversation we just had in this one. Some good. Some, yeah, I think it was a good know. one. Yeah, yeah. I thought, good. I'm, uh, you know, not everybody's talking about, I mean, some of the mental health aspects. So go listen to it to find out, you know, what difference you can possibly make and, you know, how to how to maybe improve your friends' lives, your own life. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I, if I, if anyone's got any questions, and uh, like I said, I'll put myself out there, and I'm open to talk. That's what I. That's yeah. what it's, it's all about. And uh, even if you just want to get uh, get on board with raising for mental wellness, obviously just hit me up on Instagram or yeah. or whatnot. I'm uh, pretty easy, pretty easy to get a hold of. And and uh, obviously, my goal is to make uh, make the talk about mental health a lot bigger and, and uh, if anyone's anyone needs some help never ever never ever be afraid to reach out to me and yeah i uh i'm always here yeah that's huge just making it more accessible right because a lot yeah. of, for like the longest time no one wants to talk about it and yeah it's yeah it's yeah. like it uh I'll, I'll admit again i was guilty of it when i before before i my brother passed away and everything i uh i didn't know really anything much about mental health um and like just because when you talked about it it's it's like you're talking like darkness which you aren't you're actually bringing light to people when you yeah. talk about it and yeah. you don't understand that when you don't understand mental health at all yeah. and uh yeah it's it's important to talk about it. and it's still it's still to this day sometimes when i bring it up it's to people or whatnot i still feel like i'm not like i'm like t- like getting dark and getting like super serious it's like you it, it still kind of has that vibe and i find more and more it's way more easy to talk and yeah. obviously the more i talk about it, the easier it is for me to talk about it but for other people to bring it up and and stuff too you i've noticed uh, even in the three years i've been doing it that it's been uh it's yeah it's been uh like remarkable just how how much more people bring it up how easy it is for talk people to talk about it and and uh, talk about their own mental health and what they've been through. And it's, uh, it's awesome to see, yeah. but let's keep it going. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, uh, I feel like we're on the right track in general though. Right. Like, uh, it's just positive to, to hear people talking about it. And mm-hmm. like 10 years ago, there was no talk about this, right? It's like, no, no, for stop sure. being a pussy. Let's get the hell back out there. Let's get, go to work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's like, especially, especially in a time where we live, unfortunately social media is a big part of our lives now if we like it or not and it uh it's so easy to make it look like your life is so perfect on instagram and mm-hmm. and it's so easy to be like wow that person lives a sweet life why can't i yeah and get and get down in the dumps that way and yeah. and it, it you got to realize that n- no matter uh, even no matter what people on Insta, like it's it's so easy to fake it on instagram and, mm-hmm. and yeah it's uh you don't, you can't, you can't compare yourself to someone on Instagram is what I'm trying to get at. And like, yeah. And honestly, I, I mean, in other words, I think it's like human nature. You compare yourself a lot and I think it's important to like kind of try and it's easier said than done, but bring yourself back into check and just realize that you're, you're your own person. You're going to be yeah. different. And just cause you're different doesn't mean they're better. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it's, uh. Yeah, I think that's and, and that's chances are you're probably doing better than you think. Hundred like, you know, percent. You're you're so you're just as a human you criticize you criticize yourself so much. Yeah. And like it's 
like it's hard to like not to it's hard not yeah. to go yeah. look in a mirror and only think about the bad things about yourself yeah. you know mm-hmm. mean like yeah. for sure it's uh it, you obviously don't want to be like look yourself in the mirror and then think you're the best person in the world but it's like a fine balance but yeah. like you, you gotta know that like you mean you're not fighting these battles alone like everybody is fighting battles and, and you have people in your corner even if you don't think you do you do and it's it's yeah it's yeah. it's so much easier said than done but yeah yeah I mean, we could talk about this forever and i do feel like we're kind of i'm kind of saying the same thing over yeah and over, but. at times mental health conversation can feel like that but that's okay mm-hmm. you know i it's fine yeah it's, yeah well i was just like actually looking up a quote i couldn't remember the quote but I've been reading this uh, Jordan Peterson book, and it's like one of the rules. He has like 12 rules for life, and one of the rules is don't compare yourself to who someone else is today. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's – that's. it sounds so simple, right? Yeah, it's so it's simple, and, but it's and huge. Like super like cliche, but it, it's very – I think that's – A simple perspective shift like that can change, you know – your whole day, your whole yeah. week, your your whole if you're, life. If you're, like, yeah, if you can focus on like bettering yourself, and then like, and like setting little goals, yeah. and then you reach that little goal, and then you set that next little goal, and then you look back to two years, and then you've like, oh, wow, I've like crushed my like big goal. I've crushed like you know, yeah. like you realize that like if you set those little goals, and same thing with it goes with like a lot of things in life, not just mental health, but even just racing yeah. or. Just, just life in general. It's, it's. I think it's. I think it's important to have goals, and, and yeah. obviously, your goals are going to be different than mine, and so on, and so forth. Yeah. And if you can just set those little goals, and and then get to that big goal, and it's. Uh, I think that's what can, can definitely keep people going. Yeah, yeah. But sure. I know I, I cut you off there. You were no, you were. no, no. I was, I was done. <laughs> but uh, what? So, so do you guys think that the the cons outweigh the pros with social media? Do you guys feel yeah. that way? I do. That's how I feel. Per- personally. Per- no, myself yeah. personally for, too. For the average person for sure. Yeah. 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 If because you're on the top, right, and you're getting, you have a million followers well, if or you're, whatever. if you're own a big business. Yeah. Yeah. Social media is awesome. Oh yeah. Like it's, it's, it, oh, I mean, maybe not because every business needs to be on social media now. So like now it's like another thing for that business to feel the pressure of our, we need, that's the only way we need to market. We need to invest all our money into the market of Instagram. Right like this um <laughs> but yeah i don't know there's days where i'm like I, I see the i see the pros in it as like as a big picture but there's yeah, yeah there's definitely a lot of cons and it's and, it's not the tool it's the way that people are using the tool right now it's yeah, yeah. that's the especially in like the pandemic lockdown right yeah. like that's the only way people are really interact a lot of people are interacting with each yeah, other exactly. is through social media and they're yeah. seeing what these people are doing and they're so, like oh my god you you went to the Flames game. How dare you? Like, all kinds of crazy shade? shit. You no. throwing shade? I no, went I'm to the Flames game <laughs> on Monday. <laughs> no, I, I'm all for going to the Flames game. I'm just saying, like, that's what people just say, don't right? post it online. <laughs> no, I'm go to the fucking Flames game. Yeah. Post it online. I don't care. I'm kidding. But people will get mad at that when they've been locked up in their house. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, it's so, these are tougher times than ever. For sure. What's this news about social media or uh, Facebook changing names? <laughs> yeah, what's that? I saw that today. What the hell? I didn't, I didn't see this. I know nothing about it other than I heard they're changing their name. 
for new image. Facebook <laughs> yeah, they're, changing their name? They have Apparently. a shit image. They're going to yeah. change their name. Yeah, they've done some, definitely some shady <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> some really shady. Yeah, is this their way of getting out of some legal trouble? Does anyone even like, use Facebook? Do you guys use Facebook? I use it to remember no uh, my uh, friends' media. birthdays. Hey, I'm yeah. going to remember friends' birthdays, but not everybody. Yeah, it's hard I, to keep track of them all. I actually, the biggest thing I use social or social media, Facebook, is for Facebook market. Oh, I've right. like, heard yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I yeah. mean, I like buying stuff. Unfortunately, <laughs> bank account doesn't like it. No, but no, it's cool. Like, yeah. I, I bought like a little cheap little car, and I was like, yeah, using Facebook Market to look for one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Apparently, like people don't even use Gigi anymore. It's like yeah. it's Facebook, Facebook Market's so much easier yeah. because like we all know how to use Facebook like now, such like yeah. the app and stuff. So it's like the same thing, but like Gigi just like. I don't know. I don't like a GG. It just takes forever to load stuff. Yeah. And Facebook market's easy, but yeah, I don't use it too, too much. Try not to, at least. I haven't had Facebook in like seven or eight years or something. Yeah. Damn. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out on this shit. Yeah. I don't blame you. I, there's times where I'm like, I like go to go on it. I'm like, I don't need to go on it. Like, yeah. that's just, I've been, yeah. I've been really trying that lately too is like, when I'm really busy training, riding, and racing, I I'm good without being on my phone. But when I'm a little bit off season, sometimes I like yeah. I'll spend like too much time on my phone, and I like yeah. I, I've been trying to uh, try not to lately, and it's it's been yeah. good. Yeah, just, just yeah. Put the, just put the phone to the side and just, just to break enjoy the, the habit. Mo- enjoy the moment too, yeah. and just like yeah. right now, like being out here and stuff. Like like I'm who knows like I'm only going to be out here probably once a year or whatever if my brother who lives here and I don't see him and just let's figure out something to do. Let's yeah. go. Actually, to be honest, I've been playing a lot of ping pong and a lot of foosball. Like <laughs> ping night, pong or I, table tennis? I don't know. It's, <laughs> that will offend some people. All right? no, it's, it's in his room, which is really small. And we barely have any room behind us. So if the ball, you have to hit it before it gets like You can't. Like hit oh, okay. from behind you, <laughs> and uh, so whatever, maybe I don't know. A mixture oh, of table tennis and working and, on your reaction time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the whole shots. <laughs> but it's it, it's been uh, going back to my point. It's been really good, just like putting the phone aside and yeah. and trying to stay off it as much as possible and enjoy enjoy the moment of being out here, going mountain biking. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, I definitely break the habit. It's good too. Yeah, yeah. I was off all social media for about like eight or nine months and i'm like now i have a different i'm back on it but i like i check it like once a day yeah i'd barely yeah. look at it and i don't yeah. even think to look at it See, again, that, that's where i say i don't i don't hate the tool i hate the way people are using the tool right yeah now, you it's know? so it's a good it's, way to put it that's the yeah. way it's designed though right yeah. it's like oh. the algorithms are addictive and it's yeah, like it's, it's, it's just meant to draw you terrible, back in, right? yeah. yeah and it's not good to be looking at your like I'm like listening to all these Huberman Lab podcasts. Like I recommend everyone listens to these. Uh, it's called the Huberman Lab podcast, and he's a neuroscientist. He talks about, I guess, kind of the same stuff Corey was talking about. He talks about like how dopamine functions, how like looking at your phone first thing in the morning affects your dopamine for the rest of the day, and all. It's like so scientific, and it really gives you more perspective on what you're actually doing to yourself when you're blasting yourself with your phone for 30 minutes when you wake up in the morning. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jeez. should we uh, wrap it up? Or you yeah. guys got you guys got any final words? No, oh, I'm sounds good. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. happy with the, with the discussion we had. I'll be Is waiting for the the Bent Methods uh, logo on the championship jersey. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Thanks. See you guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks.